Alrighty, a brief introduction to this pod, which I don't always do these, uh, depending on the content of the pod, and just depending on how much time I have, but uh, this pod being that it's NFL college, uh, obviously from the title it does discuss Antonio Brown, uh, the case uh, is ever ever changing, um, both with the on-field Things that happened in the last few days and then the obviously the serious allegations that happened against him. Um, it was only in the hours before we recorded that the allegations came out and we did decide to discuss it as well as um, just discuss it from a, a football... We discussed the football ramifications of just what, he, what happened with Oakland and the Pats but then we went on to the allegations as well and discussed them in both the terms of the allegations themselves as well as the football ramifications because as a sports podcast we believe these things need to be talked about. Um, I know there's certain other podcasts who, depending on when they recorded and things came out afterwards, they decided to edit things out, um, which is totally understandable as well. But because we had the the knowledge we had at the time, we just went with it and talked about it. And and we tried to be as objective as possible because we we are very, anyone that knows us um, knows we are very supportive people of uh, equality, movements towards equality, um, uh, the Me Too movement, all those kind of things kind of things that are wrapped up in this discussion we are uh, everyone that knows us knows that we are just uh, supportive of these things and we wanted to make sure that everyone that anyone that's listening to this who doesn't have a view of how we are as people too much yet um, understands that we are very supportive of the of people coming forward and feeling uh, safe enough to come forward with accusations but we are also uh, obliged to be ob- as objective as possible as far as just because the case is in the early stages to not uh, be condemning someone before before all the facts have come out. So it, it is a very hard place to be in as 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 humans who do understand whether uh, the accusers we want to be as understanding as for the accuser as possible. Um, uh, Brittany Taylor is her name. Um, you know we we do we are very understanding where she's coming from and we. Want to be as supportive as possible for that, but we are also just as as far as our discussion goes. You will hear us talk about murky aspects of it, being the um, the fact that they have a relationship as far as their professional things that were going on. Um, we're not saying that that's denying her credibility, because um, that's sometimes what people think if we say start talking about murky aspects of it. People might think we're talking about we're we're denying her credibility in that. There's no no way that that is what we're talking about. It is just simply the fact that as soon as you bring personal relationships into these cases, it really does get a bit murky in the fact that it just takes more time to dive into the details as far as the legal things happen. Um, and those are those are just the aspects of these cases that do get really messy. Um, and so we're not at all trying to deny the credibility of the accuser. It's just that we're trying to talk about the fact that these case, this case is going to be messy. Um, there's no, no doubt about it. Um, I think I've, I've heard some talk on various radio shows, um, Dan Patrick uh, being one that I'm happy to plug because he's a, a fantastic um, all-time uh, sports broadcaster who was ta- they had Mi- uh, Mike Flory on their co- show today and just talked about how this could be years um, depending on how it goes. So we're, we're obviously we're not in the minority of people that um, know that this is going to be messy and this is just what I'm trying to put out with this very lengthy introduction that this is going this is something that we tried to talk about as best as we could but you will sit here as pause sound a bit uh I, I don't know what the right word is um we will sound a bit lost in how we're trying to present our argument but just, just because we're trying to talk about it without without with with as much objectivity as we can but also prevent pre- present our point of view which is very hard to do with a case that at, at the time of recording was 
mere, mere hours into being a public thing. So we do our best. Um, we ask for your understanding and the fact that we don't have any answers, obviously. We're just talking about it from two guys that do a sports podcast that are mates, having a couple of beers, talking sports, and unfortunately have to talk about something that we wish wasn't part of sports anymore, but it seems to always be. So we appreciate your understanding. Um, you know, crack a beer with us. Have a listen. Um, we appreciate any questions that come to us via Facebook, Twitter, the website. There is an email form. Anything that anyone wants to talk about, um, and we and we always encourage anyone that's gone through something horrific as far as sexual assault or anything to come forward. Because if you do have something to say, you do have something to um, uh, something to reveal, something to that you want to be want clear in the open so that it can help you heal from something. Do come forward. Never be afraid. Um, you know, it, it is a world that we're working towards, hopefully at some point that these things won't be something we have to talk about. But until it is, um, yeah, we've got, to, we've got to talk about it. So crack a beer with us. Uh, it's not the whole pod isn't about that. Um, we do talk plenty of football, plenty of college football, plenty of NBA. There's a little bit of NBA at the end as well. Um, we try to just talk about sports as well. So enjoy it. And, uh, you know, let's get sportsgasmic. Let's do it. Beers. This week we got Shay again. Um, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, it's going. It's going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. You got yeah. The, you got the uh, tea again. I got tea and water, so yeah. double, double parts. Yeah. I according got... to Matt Werner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no cold cruisers this week for the third week in a row. It's kind of a bummer, but yeah, no. we'll get there. We'll get. We'll find some time for a pod where. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the one one week when we do one on a Thursday afternoon or Thursday lunchtime my time, which is Wednesday night your time. We'll both be on the beers. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of day drinking as well. Really, any t- any day that's got an hour in it, and I I'm happy to drink. Now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I myself yeah. actually ice coffee ice coffee and water at the moment because I I went to the bar after work. To we were just talking off air about um, waiver wire and stuff like that in fantasy football and. Vince had told me it was uh, 3 a.m. Eastern that it it came through that you know all the wave, waivers and whatever. So I was like, I'll be at the pub at that time. So I was like, I'll go there with my, <laughs> go with my laptop, have a couple of pints. The waiver wire ended up it, it moves only ended up going through an hour later. So I had two more beers and then everything went through. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's carrying the mantle for us, and I'm happy about that. So. Yeah. Also so. glad that uh, Vince uses Eastern time. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's specific time, but he sent. He, I guess he just sent what the the timing was on the the fantasy app or whatever. I guess, but yeah, it's interesting because there's a bloke in the league that's in Alaska as well. So he's Vince is talking. What about, time zone is that? Is like that still two, Pacific? No, no, it's like two hours better than it's two hours behind Pacific. I think he said. Jeez. So because we were talking, he was talking about who has good times to be on the computer when the waivers drop. Um, yeah, and he's saying the guy. In, the guy Sam in Alaska, like it's like 10 p.m. for him, whereas like you know yeah. 3 a.m. Eastern. And then I was saying, well, at least it's good for me because it's 4:30 my time, which I don't think it ended up actually being 5:30 in the afternoon. But either way, good. 
So, you know, it's just funny how, you know, when you have a league, yeah. league that's got people in yeah. all kinds of different time zones. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy football. But yeah, obviously <laughs> it's half on topic because we're talking about football. Um, yeah. Yeah. We might, and we've been talking off air a fair bit about this, uh, trying to work out how to attack it and figuring it is a football <laughs> story. Unfortunately, it's become more than a football story today or yesterday, I guess. Uh, but we'll get into that. But um, the Antonio Brown story has changed about five times in the last five days. I said that off air to you, and it's just unreal that when we finished potting last week, uh, the next day I think it came through that he, the, the Oakland s- story started to really break down, and he was putting out that video of John Gruden, like that fucking night. Which is illegal, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in California state law, one of my professors discussed that the other day. It's like, so if you're going to record somebody, you better make sure they know it. Yeah. <laughs> Shame. Or at least know the state laws, which I'm guessing Antonio Brown doesn't know. I figured I'd just be any of the state laws, out. but whatever. Yeah, Shay, I'm releasing this online. I hope you're aware of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I had to think about it. Some of our old pods, I'm not okay with, even yeah. though I definitely knew I was being recorded. <laughs> um, yeah, those are those I think have been destroyed with time. Um, Melt so, the hard drive. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I'm sure John Gruden wants Antonio Brown to do with that. But, yeah, I mean, the Antonio Brown saga took another turn last night, and we'll get to that. Um, you actually broke that news to me, which was you beat ESPN, <laughs> <laughs> the ESPN at, um, update for me. So that was pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, just the saga, we kind of predicted it, I think, on the last pod. is like, this isn't going to end well. Mm-hmm. And, that he's going to end up on a different team. And so my question to you is like, this is kind of a paranoid take, but like, do you think he, or- do you think he orchestrated this? Like he saw the writing on the wall with the Raiders, even though they're one and zero now, um, do you think he saw the writing on the wall with the Raiders that this wasn't going to be a playoff team and that he was going to find a way out in any way possible? Yeah, I think there's, there's plenty of um legs to that it's um he he just wanted he got his it's, it's such a weird situation because he got paid and all that and i guess once it, once that money was voided it might have made the decision for him but he al- already seemed to be working towards that kind of scenario where the raiders were going to release him and yeah it must be that he got there didn't like what he felt about the system and you know he's one of those guys that if he doesn't like where he is he's gonna doesn't have a problem with making noise to get himself out of there as he did in pittsburgh as well so um, and we know that, you know, there's been talk about how he's got uh, some respect for the Patriots and how they do things and, you know, uh, beyond beyond his obvious uh, diva-ness and whatever, he's probably, a f- he's still a football player that probably wants to get a ring at least. Um, he cares about his own personal brand, clearly. So as a football player, he probably he wants a ring. Uh, the Patriots are as close to a sure thing as you're going to get in the, any professional sport almost with just how their how their system works at the moment with Brady and Belichick and everything else around it and the fact that before Antonio Brown was there they were pretty uh, they, you know they're, they're not their squads are never perfect because there's injuries and, and obviously um, a few guys have moved on but they're still looking uh, really good as they were on the weekend we'll get to that later on but yeah there's there's no way that he can't look at that and say that's my best chance uh, drink and uh, <laughs> And uh, at, yeah. getting, at getting a ring, so yeah, uh, yeah, 
the orchestration, there's a lot of, I think the NFL said they're not going to look into tampering or anything like that because yeah. even though a few people were saying, you know, how much did the Patriots have to do with it? But uh, we've talked about in the NBA before as well. That's there's, It's clearly that they, they don't even care in the NBA anymore. So um, if a text message... Well, they kind of care, but <laughs> yeah, I, I just think like in the NFL, it's so much harder to do it because like you're one of 53 rather than one of 12. Um, mm-hmm. so, but Anthony, or, I keep doing that. I don't know who Anthony Brown is, but I know it was, uh, like, I think it was an NBA player. Antonio Brown, like, may be the first to kind of, like, set this trend, kind of like LeBron did when he went to the Heat, of saying, well, I see the writing on the wall. I'm not going to win a championship here. Or I'm not going to get my stats here. I'm not going to do whatever Anto- Antonio Brown is looking for, like, mm-hmm. He might set a precedent for players to do it in the NFL, kind of like we've seen in the NBA, and maybe the NFL will finally become a more player-friendly league. The owners definitely have more power over the players in the NFL, and uh, it's kind of disgusting, actually. So I don't really know who to side with on this, because I'm definitely not going to side with, you know, John Gruden and the Raiders. That's obviously, after watching Hard Knocks, is not, like, the best run organization in the NFL and obviously the Patriots are um, but I'm also not going to not blame Antonio Brown for alienating two different teams in the last calendar year and ba- ultimately just being a baby yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term yeah I guess that's I've got got it in my sh- um, notes that I put together to just keep myself on track um, because I'm trying to be professional uh <laughs> How like I mean Oakland aren't obviously not all to blame, but there is there has to be some blame on Oakland as to just not they should have they knew what they were getting because uh, he's he, he's been this guy already at Pittsburgh. We knew all this kind of saga stuff happened at Pittsburgh already. Oakland made the move to get him, and there's a lot of people saying if you have the chance to get Antonio Brown for the p- picks they did, you do it. You know they they've lost those picks now for nothing, but. They're not like they're not like a top. They're not the number one pick or anything like that. So, if you had the chance again, you'd do it again probably. But they really weren't prepared for it, and uh, and that's obviously what we've already said that maybe that's what Brown got there and saw that they were just a shit show, and he didn't want to be there. So, and Gruden maybe th- maybe knows how to coach a little bit after last night uh, or the night two nights yeah. ago. Um, working out the time difference now, but um, he. Uh, they didn't help themselves in the situation either. I don't think just with not being prepared enough to work uh, to, and you don't, you can't sell the farm just to work with one player when you've got fifty a squad of fifty three. But um, I just don't think they were ready for him. And obviously the GM uh, Mayock, uh, they butted heads, and he he was a little bit more. He obviously just, I think he got to the point that he just didn't want to work with him either. But yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, think it was yeah. one thing after the other, you know, like. You froze your feet. Like, I mean, accidents happen, I guess, but it's... <laughs> I still don't know what fucking happened there. It's, it's just a, a bit careless, obviously. Um, and then the helmet thing, and... It's just... I don't know. And he's always been kind of a diva on the field. You know, he always wanted the ball in Pittsburgh and would, you know, yell at Ben on the sidelines and stuff like that. So it's just... Sometimes when the writing's on the wall, you need to read it, I guess. Um, but... <laughs> If he can succeed anywhere, it'd be New England. So um, I guess we can get into a little bit about what transpired last night or um, 
the morning for you, uh, the breaking news of some sexual allegations against him, sexual assault allegations, I should say. So yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to actually. I did want to touch on, and no, we'll we'll talk about the Patriots after. Yeah. So the yeah, I it's a dark it's a dark turn that it as much as the Antonio the story's been uh, the NFL side of it has been not always fun as far as you know as fans we just want football to be played sometimes but it has been interesting it's been entertaining to talk about it's at least given us a talking point because you know drama in sports um, is just mm-hmm. fun to talk about if nothing else sometimes but these kind of stories coming out is never fu- obviously never fun we it's just mm-hmm. and it does put it and reading the details we don't want to victim blame nor do we want to say he's guilty straight away we'll put that straight out there we just we don't know at this stage the allegations are there um, they don't sound good um, if no. it did happen that way. But then uh, because they have a – it's always a bit murkier when they ha- do have a relation, a working – I think they had a working relationship both. Yeah. Well, they were friends in college and then she worked with him as a trainer. In as the a trainer, year. yeah. So there's a long time, long-term relationship there and whether they did have some consensual relations at some point which doesn't excuse Evan having non-consensual no. relations at another point because, you know, as soon as they say no, obviously – uh, but yeah. it does make it murky as far as actually trying to work out the case because that's that that's what unfortunately happens to the victims of these things sometimes when they're in there's these murky waters, and then maybe especially in, ta- in the NFL, yeah. yeah. And then and then we don't want to say Antonio Brown's guilty until uh, all the facts come out. And he's I think there's already things saying that he's going to counter sue and stuff like that. So yeah, it could get messy. Oh, it's definitely going to get messy, and um, it's just a weird time for it to be released but i guess you know again not victim blaming at all it was just like wow like how many different turns can this saga i think you called it take and mm-hmm. this is, would obviously be if the allegations are true like just a damning indignation of his character like uh it would be I the last straw for a lot of us even. it would be the finale of a career that was full of like ne- this is a nefarious act but in the rest of his acts were just kind of childish mm-hmm. but this would be the end finale of a career that was just full of just moments that make you shake your head and and it would be the moment that makes you shake your head the most how the nfl is going to proceed with it i'm uh we talked before the pod i'm not sure uh you know they yeah, that was that they group. tend to take their players' side a lot when it comes to this stuff, which is kind of disgusting, but it yeah, is a business, I guess. I don't know. They seem to be slowly learning to try and um, – I think they still don't know exactly how to handle them, but the Ray Rice one certainly was a line in the sand moment where the NFL realized that if you don't – if you the fans will turn their backs on you if you don't uh, – they don't see you to be – Doing the uh, appropriate punishment, particularly with the weird cover-up thing that happened with the the Ray Rice video and whatever. Uh, the, the report, no, I just it just came up in Bleacher Report only forty minutes ago that the NFL is considering putting Antonio Brown on paid leave, uh, which I think might be the best way to move forward with these ones at the moment. Like until he's innocent, but at the same time, it's just uh, uh, the Patriots probably don't want him probably don't need this at the moment because they've actually um, knowing belichick yeah yeah. he He doesn't want that media circus yeah um and obviously uh well 
and they've had they've had some serious allegations against players before that have turned to be very tragically true as part in the past of their. Oh, yeah, Aaron Hernandez killed two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much Belichick knew about it, we'll we'll never know. But yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that one was one that they... I don't think they ever realized how bad... How, they knew he had some character issues with that one. But anyway, that's that's in the past, um, as tragic as it mm-hmm. was. Uh, but yeah, the, the I guess talking from the football side of it, I think the Patriots just... I, I, I don't expect them to play for this week at least, maybe, with this now coming mm-hmm. out. Um, and the next couple of days as to how this case, the first steps of how this is presented the media and who comes out with who, what stories. And, you know, we might find there might be a few more details come out that give us, lean us one way or the other as to who to, that's not who to believe. Cause it's, again, it's a murky one. Um, I certainly, mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't put it past him to have done something stupid to embarrass her in a situation or, or but whether I, I don't know, I, we can't, we can't speculate on it, but, I can't imagine him objectively Antonio Brown is a very selfish person. Yes. So yeah. whatever that means in regards to this case, I don't know, but he's shown that he's all about himself. So yeah, kind of tied or add two and two. I don't know what to say. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but what does this do for the Patriots image? If he never takes a snap for them, they're like, they were the team that would t- takes a chance on this outlier and he, you know, never ends up playing for him. I don't think it does anything for him because they, mm-hmm. I, I wrote my notes. It's a very patsy move to try and to pick him up. They, that's what they do. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. It they, is. they, they buy low, sell high. They, you know, they picked up Darrell Revis for a year. They, uh, mm-hmm. they grab Randy Moss, um, you know, yeah. all these guys that they bring in, they've, they've had, they bring in troubled guys and, They've had some success, and they've had you know they had uh, Hainsworth a few years back. That didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work out. He just they halfway through the season he was gone. Um, mm-hmm. Moss worked out to be the most to have the one of the uh, record breaking season with Brady, and um, mm-hmm. unfortunately didn't quite win the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, these guys there's a history of guys either working or not. And as I think before all this stuff came through with the um, the allegations last night, even just looking at it purely from a football standpoint, it's actually that all the onus was on Antonio Brown. The Pats, the Pats gives him his best and only chance really to show that he can be a team player and 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 put and put the team first and try to win a win a Super Bowl with a team that gives him the best chance. If he comes in there and still does his diva show pony act and. Uh, and just, you know, starts fucking yelling at Brady on the sidelines. And, <laughs> and Brady's just going 84, shut up. You know, like Belichick's going 84, shut up. Because they don't actually care about him. They just want I to... I would him. love to see that. That would be great. Um, but uh, I, who knows if we will. But... Hopefully Ben Watson doesn't give up his number. Oh, yeah. No, so... There was, actually, there was one. Yeah, I think. I can't remember which pod was talking about that. But that did come up, yeah. That was on the Rosillo pod, I think. But, yeah. yeah like... Uh, or maybe the Simmons pod. Like, it just... Oh, we'll just waive you, Ben Watson, if you don't get a new <laughs> number. But that would be the first thing that would, like, really, before the allegations, obviously, that mm-hmm. was going to be the first thing that I thought might hang Antonio Brown up, like, not getting his number. And I was just, like, the stuff he did with Ben Roethlisberger, I would love to see him see, one, if he would try it with Brady, and two, what Brady's reaction would be. Because I can't, like, Brady yells at people all the time on the sideline, so I can't imagine he would do what Big Ben did and just kind of ignore it. 
Yeah, so. no, Brady would, and uh, and it's. I like, would love to see it. Yeah, and and <laughs> Antonio, yeah, and that that would be the thing that I think Antonio Bingham deal is. He got a nine, I think he got a nine billion signing bonus, so he got yeah he, he, did. he did get some significant money. But then I think apart from that, it's not too much. The deal was very Patriots patsy, as I wrote in my notes again that. <laughs> That it was just a deal that if they if things go south they'll just cut him they don't they don't care and they'll they'll move on without caring uh, too much it would just be we gave this guy a shot because who wouldn't um and they yeah. in their position to add add that guy and especially the fact that they I think there was there was always the rumors that they might try to trade for him but the Steelers just weren't going to do it um and a lot of the like that fifteen million is performance based and it's yeah. like heavy performance based I think one hundred and five catches and like. 1268 yards are like the thresholds for like some 1.5 million dollar bonuses for him so yeah. those are like huge seasons like, yeah and so that would be if the, you were to put that up that would be the uh interesting part is if he's got that on his mind and then the pats are doing what they do which is you know spreading the ball around a bit you know the fifth, fifth 14 13 14 games into the season if he's seen those thresholds creep away a little bit that would be the interesting part to see if he does put the team first and just forget about that and think there's something greater going on or if he gets, starts getting diva and then they yeah they just cut him josh gordon's come in there and you know obviously his issues have been very different and a lot more uh mm. oh, i think a lot of pats fans and football fans all want josh gordon to do well and he seems to have a good relationship with brady you see comments back and forth on instagram and whatever and he seems to have really kind we'll of see <laughs> you know i think like being in the same locker room that might change a little bit also, what happens to those bonuses if he gets suspended four games, eight games, you know? Like yeah, well, that's the thing. Where I'm, stuff, I'm like, speculating on it purely at, uh, from a standpoint that he's going to play pretty soon, and that's already – I think I think that may not happen. So, yeah. Well, he already uh, missed the first game, and with the allegations over his head, I doubt he plays this weekend, even if the NFL doesn't suspend him or say it's okay for him to play i mean yeah. he still just had a one week in that offense i don't know i mean they are playing the dolphins so you could just say run straight and brady will throw you the ball but yeah. you know it takes a little bit of time to learn the offense i would think so yeah particularly the pats have a very um yeah every every and if you're the pats like why rush him to the field especially with the allegations when you know you demolish the steelers Without yeah, him and, and looked fine. Like the Dolphins are the worst team in the NFL. So, is it worth it for the brand to play him on Sunday, even if the NFL says it's okay? Yeah, I honestly wouldn't think so. It would be. It seems to be one that, with everything going on, it just seems, regardless of what the NFL do about official, you know, paid leave or whatever, maybe just to sit him for another week, just to even if nothing much is coming out again for the next few days, just to. Just let everything die down and see what happens, and then and if this case moves forward, then work out what you're doing from there. But this week seems a bit too soon, and especially for just from a football standpoint, the Pats Pats look good, and they probably want to go down. And Miami is a uh, going to Miami for the Pats has been a bit of a a, a, a tripping block every every season. Yeah, I think, I think they like. I, I think you're safe this season. Yeah, I <laughs> I think we are, but I think they do the Pats. Belichick, he's a, we've talked about him being the devil before. He's he wants to go down there and uh, he wants to, he, he wants. I think he would be going down there saying, "I don't want that like that that fucking stupid end of the game last year where uh, yeah yeah Gronk was playing to his Gronk, safety, yeah. safety and just and that uh, weird you know the the way that game ended yeah. that would have 
even if he's won the Super Bowl at the end of the year, Belichick will still have that on his mind and he what doesn't want a yeah. repeat of that. He'll want to cover, which the line you said has just gone to 19. 19, I yeah. I think Belichick <laughs> will be wanting to cover that. He'll want to, uh, after this first week, he'd love to make a statement again. Um, yeah. Well, and it's surprising they struggle down there because you think the devil would do well in the heat, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure they'll win by more than 19 if Lamar Jackson can put it on on like that down there. Yeah. Well, they might. That might have been. That was in. Ba- I don't know if that was in Baltimore or in. Whatever Lamar put it on him, and it doesn't matter where it was. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we can just move on to the games now. That um, was in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was. Yeah. So yeah, because Lamar's. Yeah, I was talking to before they picked up Marquise Brown, and it was like going to be the uh, Baltimore home opener this weekend, I think. So. Yeah. Hoping for more for Hollywood Brown. But anyway, uh, yeah, just I guess the, the Antonio Brown stuff, we'll touch it. We'll probably talk about it again next week because there'll be more. I'd assume there'll be more out. Um, but yeah, we c- it's it's taken the shine off of the fun of the um, that conversation with the allegations, but obviously they're very serious and we just have to work, um, wait for more to come out. We can't speculate either way. But yeah, we hope that if, uh, I don't know what re- good resolution it can come to from this point because someone's. Someone's lying. That's obvious. So we'll just see. Yeah, we'll just see where it comes to. But going to the, moving on to the action from the weekend. Uh, I guess yeah, a little bit more fun topics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get the one that's not fun for you out of the way. Uh, the, pa- the Pats rolled. Uh, they did completely. I watched very little of it because <laughs> they were like I was working on something and I looked up and I think it was seventeen to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like before I knew it. Um, yeah, I guess general takeaways from that, other than, of course, they rolled on a Sunday night after they won the Super Bowl. It seems to be their MO, other than that Chiefs game a couple years ago, but yeah. Yeah, um, well, I guess I should have known. I, I lost my fantasy matchup this week because I started Breeze instead of Brady, and Brady scored five more <laughs> points than Breeze, and I lost by point six. Terrible, terrible <laughs> stuff. Uh, I should have known. Like, you know, it's funny because you, you think of – Pat Steelers and a lot of the, my memories are the real close ones, uh, but a lot of the time those are the ones actually in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I've, I realized after the game that you know Big Ben's zero and seven up at up at Foxborough, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I haven't like figured out that it's actually I probably should have started Brady because we always should have known that it was going this way, particularly with just the way the te- the team was looking, and they just Pittsburgh were really surprisingly bad and the Pats looked apart from it they started a little slow but once they got rolling it just they just looked so comfortable that um a <laughs> friend or yeah. a friend slash enemy of the pod depending on if he's arguing with you or not uh Brad texted me at halftime which is like this enemy of the pod <laughs> he, he our just, only listener but enemy of the pod <laughs> <laughs> he texted me at halftime which was like god we look like hot garbage and I was like yeah it feels like a preseason game and he he's he, he said, oh, thanks, man. I said, no, I, I mean it in the – I didn't mean it as like a – I meant both teams just – it was a weird game because Pittsburgh never felt in it. I was never – No, not at all. I was never stressed, which often I, a Pats game I am, even if we're up by 20 because <laughs> Pat, Pats games can get weird sometimes when they when they, mm. when they they take their foot off the pedal. Um, but, yeah, Brady, uh, they were using jo- – Josh Gordon had a had a good game. You know, they, they got a t- – his first – the first touchdown was him um, taking a, a crossing route and uh, just holding off a couple of defenders. Hurdley, Hurdley won a little bit, just a classic big man, like a big, tough Josh Gordon touchdown. 
Uh, yeah. Using it, both his skills and his strength in one in one move. And then, what he could have been. Like, he could have been an all-timer yeah. if he would have been allowed to play. Yeah, so. and hopefully he can put a season together this year, obviously, both for him and for me. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and then, you know, James White was, you know, they just everyone, all the, all, the, all the stars he used to with the Patriots. Edelman, was, Edelman looked all right, and, you know, there was a few question marks about his health leading into the season, but he looked fine. He was catching, catching passes, bouncing off of, bouncing off of uh, uh, safeties and whatever, like just, just classic Edelman. James White taking it out of the backfield, you know, receiving and running, and, and Rex Burkhead was just just pounding through the line. and Yeah, Brady definitely 50. frustrating yeah, to watch Brady, Brady for 85% of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Brady went 50 yards downfield like he was 30 again. Uh, it was like... Uh, <laughs> It was um that was that was probably my biggest takeaway from it was the fact that Brady hit Philip Dorsett for a like sixty yard touchdown like straight down the field like a Randy Moss one would. Um, mm-hmm. Never mind the Steelers defense was terrible. Like you know he was he was had a couple of yards on his defender and just caught it and ran into the end zone untouched. Um, yeah, the, the Steelers never got. I don't know what their their play calling was really weird. They just didn't didn't have any rhythm. Um, ben just didn't. Big Ben just. Didn't look like he had any idea where to go, and Juju was covered pretty well, which he's got to get have to get used to being the number one guy out there now. So yeah, yeah, the Steelers probably will get better. Um, the Pats just looked really good and threatening and ominous, and for the rest yeah. of the the, the eighty five percent of the country that you mentioned that doesn't want to see it. So yeah, well, and I think the big thing this season with them is to see if Brady can keep up that kind of consistency, or if he starts to wear down, like. A forty-two-year-old probably should, at yeah. least I would think. Um, obviously, he's, he's well rested going into that game. He hadn't played, he hadn't played uh, any preseason, right? And so I think a couple of snaps. So, well, yeah, we'll see once he starts getting hit a little bit more. Obviously, not going to happen this week in uh, Miami, but <laughs> but as the season wears on, I think that'll be the big thing. And um, we talked about off-air that. Antonio Brown could prolong his career just because it gives him like Antonio Brown is a quick twitch wide receiver, obviously one of the best off the line so that Brady doesn't need that much time to get him the ball. So Mm -hmm. that'll allow him to not get hit as much. And so possibly prolong his career and just Antonio Brown can do more with a bad pass than most receivers can. So that, so without that, we'll see how Brady does. Um, I know they just treated, Thomas yesterday to the Jets, so that's one less uh, yeah, one less did, res- yeah. for him. Um, your your new favorite team, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if they are going to be my favorite team, it is born in blood and fire because uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold really cost the Jets that game. Yeah, and uh, they were up sixteen to nothing, and but we've already spent too much time on the game. It was terrible. It was on low. I don't have red zone out here and it was on local TV and the other game was Washington, Philadelphia. So I was like, Oh, I'll watch a, you know, New York Buffalo. Cause I kind of mm. like both those teams and it was just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was glad, actually glad to be doing homework during it, but cause I think Josh Allen had four turnovers in the first half. Yeah. And the Jets scored like nine points off them or something. I whatever. Um, Again, spent too much time on that game. But, yeah, with the addition of Antonio Brown, are – and this this was a topic we discussed before the allegations, so 
I'm not making light of those allegations, but are the Patriots the most unlikable team in modern American history? <laughs> I guess if you're talking modern America, I remember when you texted me the other day about this, you said ever, and I was just like, well, that's... that's well, I was like, mad. Yeah, that so was... <laughs> That was a little bit of recency bias because it depends when it depends who you talk to because um, I think Yankees fans will say they the Red, yeah. Reds the Red, Yankees Red Sox rivalry still as uh, I mean, some people say it got a bit less lessened off a bit once the Red Sox broke their curse and whatever but there's still a lot of heat there. Um, Maybe when the Yankees won four straight. Like, yeah, I, I think and that, there's still plenty. There's still plenty of people hate the Yankees in the baseball world. Um, we just uh, baseball just doesn't get as much of a uh, real front of front of the front page news kind of stuff as NBA as NFL does now. Um, I think if the on the East Coast it does, but like I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's because there's a lot of old white people out here. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess if you're talking uh, 21st century, they're they're absolutely the most hated team, um, and I I accept it and I wear it as a badge of honor <laughs> because, as I said as I said before, I, I think if you look through history at hated teams. The reason they're hated is always, you know, the reason they get to this level of hate the Patriots do. Because I see it on Twitter every time, all the people I follow, that I don't even realize like foot, like enjoy football in any way. When the Super Bowls have been on, when uh, when the Patriots get scored against, people are like, yes, yes, yes. And, oh, yeah, fuck Brady. Look at him crying. Look at this. Look at that. And then when the Bra- when the Brady does, you know, is like that, like that drive against Kansas City to win the game. <laughs> when Kansas City went ahead... Uh, last year, um, all, all Twitter was just oh, sh- they, were, they were just you know deep in their Schadenfreude, just going nuts, loving loving the Patriots about to lose, and then forgetting that Brady was about to get the ball, he went down and scored, and they're like, oh, this team fucking sucks. Like we hate. This. I was watching True Detective at the time. <laughs> that was just because I was so sure Brady was going to drive down and score and then win in overtime that I was just like, fuck it. True De- True Detective season three. Starts right now. First episode premiere. Fuck this game. <laughs> let I, me watch. Uh, let me watch some crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people would say that was crime because of the. It's funny. Well, it, I'm sure they were cheating in some way that we haven't figured out yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. It's just it's it is fun. They are they are certainly the most hated team probably the 21st century so far. And you know, in 50 years when they haven't won a Super Bowl for. Or 50 years because they may, you know, once Brady and Belichick go, they may become the Patriots that were beforehand again that no one actually cares yeah. about because they were terrible for most of their history until the 90s. Uh, well, they had that. So they played in the, they were the other side of the 80. The 85 Bears beat them, wasn't it? Yeah, one of the worst Super Bowls of yeah. all time. Um, like, so also one of the best football teams of all time. So you can't really blame. That was not a terrible Patriots team, obviously. And yeah, it's the well, same one the with the 96 Bowl. Patriots. But yeah. so those were kind of like... Those were, little, those were little, those were little, those uh, were little high points in an otherwise pretty terrible history. And you know, the team always, moved, oh yeah, team almost moves until Kraft went there. Like, so you know, they they all the hate is because of Brady and Belichick, which, um, you know, it's success. It's the Lakers. The Lake, everyone hates the Lakers. Everyone hates the Cowboys. Everyone hates Manchester United. Um, Liverpool were incredibly <laughs> a lot of a lot of hate for Liverpool back in the day and. Um, coming back, yeah. and coming back again, and yeah. now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, They're more Liverpool's more likable now, though. But we'll get to that in our next pod. Yeah, but or hopefully we'll never get to it again. But <laughs> um, 
I mean, it's the success, and, like, obviously it's Antonio, like, getting the best wide receiver at a discount price because you are the Patriots. Like, that's frustrating to people, but it's also, like, the Spygate, the deflated balls, the hand jobs at the hand jobs at at massage places and then lying about it and just it's also that stuff you know it's not just the success like success breeds contempt but like it's also you know there's you know the the warriors get hate but it's nowhere near the level of hate the patriots get because this has come so quick and well and they're just more likable i think like you know watching Steph curry play i know vince will object to this but i think watching steph curry play is one of the natural joys of life it's just he's having fun out there and he's just making shots that he's not supposed to and guys like him aren't supposed to succeed yeah now the thing is with the cheating thing it's funny because the the patriots have had a couple of high profile ones like spygate uh Mm. that did happen but then it's also they're not the only ones that did it so it's just because they're the patriots they're the ones that got the most noise about it well and they did it for the super bowl which is you know like the big yeah, that's why they got called out for it. And there was somebody in one of my classes the other day that was saying that it was disproven, but I don't know any. I, I don't still, know I any. Yeah, there was the, the the one that actually it was the Jets one, wasn't it that they that they got caught for? Well, yeah, that was during like the well the Patriots got caught yeah. too, but the Jets was more recent. Um, but it was still like ten years ago, I think. But that whole Jets administration or coaching staff during that time was just a mess. Like they were stealing play calls on the sideline, which I think should be legal. But like, if you're doing it just sideline to sideline, like if you're during the game, but like if you're videotaping the sideline, then it should be legal, obviously. But then the jets had that guy that like tripped uh, one of the gunners on a punt on a punt return. It was just a weird organization like a couple of years ago for the jets. So yeah. The Pats kind of stuff kind of just, and it, and I think the hatred comes a little bit from the fans. Like you're not, you're not like Bill Simmons per se, where it's just like <laughs> and like him having Simmons having like a mini me now in Kyle, like that he can just like bounce ideas off of and like, so he has strengths in numbers against Sal and or whoever's on his one pod. Of, what, honestly, like, one of my dreams is to go watch football with Kyle and Bill one one Sunday afternoon. Smoke a jewel with yeah. uh, with <laughs> Kyle. Kyle, yeah, no. yeah. I would um, hate that probably. I mean, no, I would take, I would accept the invite, <laughs> but I would not be thrilled about it. Like watching the Pats with them, and I think like just the arrogance of Boston sports fans of in the twenty first century is also hurt the Patriots' um, reputation in the country yeah. because See, the Red Sox, Red Sox, Celtic, Bruins all have done so well. So. Yeah. Um, sorry, my beard was getting stuck on the microphone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, and that, it is funny though, because as as fans, um, you know, if we were, I'm trying to think of a, a parallel to it, but you know, if Portland had, you know, if Portland had won like a couple of NBA titles, hypothetically had a ba- baseball team that had won a couple of titles, and then we had you know the the, the Timbers winning a couple of titles. If it had all happened in ten years, I think as Portland people. In our own weird northwest way, um, I'm saying our because it's di- like uh, that's where you live and, and yeah. ad- adopted home. Um, mm-hmm. We'd all be pretty, uh, whether it be the same style of of arrogance as to the northwest versus the northeast, two very different areas. You'd still be, you'd still be crowing about. I I feel I would probably be pretty proud of it and be talking about it a fair bit and 
to be a certain kind of whether it be the, the, a little bit more chilled out arrogance with legal weed and whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's always these yeah. Boston fans and New England fans are certainly uh, hard to deal with at times. I'm sure for people that aren't in that fan base, but they've also had the unprecedented run of success as a, as a city's team. The teams that have mm. all of them winning a title in the last 15 years. Uh, yes, yeah, Celtics 2000. Yeah, so the last 15 years um, is pretty good. So I don't know. It's it is hard. It, obviously the fans do bring it on themselves, but then they've got plenty to plenty to uh, talk back with. So. Uh, it's also that like so many members of the media are from the Boston area, yeah. you know, like Katie Nolan, um, like some of the most famous, like Simmons and Katie Nolan come to mind right away as these extremely famous people who are bigger than sports journalism mm-hmm. as fans. And then it doesn't help that Katie Nolan now takes Liverpool, like right when they, like she didn't take Liverpool when they were, you know, playing in the Europa League. She took them. Um, <laughs> no, when they're winning, on, she's, she's been on them for a little while. I think she said, well, like two seasons tops. I think she said it was a, a, I can't remember if it was a boyfriend or something like that. I can't remember, but either way, um, she's, ex- she's always dangerous to get those, uh, to pick a team based on a relationship. Well, she's, I think she's fully invested now, but, um, she had, a, yeah, she had that great video of going over there last year, but, um, I guess just going, getting back slightly on topic, but, um, yeah, look, I, I accept the hate. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm just trying to explain, like, like you guys aren't victims of hate. Like, there are, and it's not just success. There are reasons people hate you guys for, yeah, I guess and I think they're adequate reasons. Yeah, they And it's been two reason. decades of it almost. But, yeah. I mean, 2001 was different. Like, the early Super Bowls weren't as bad. But mm. the last decade has been a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I still think uh, the Flategate was bullshit for me, and and as far I know, as and all you guys think that, but it wasn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's what other people are trying to say, and it doesn't help that the like leader of Barstool Sports, one of like the biggest dumps on the entire internet, and that's saying a lot. They're and their president, <laughs> who goes on Fox News all the time, is one of the worst people in sports journalism, and I can't even call what they do sports journalism. No, but I, it doesn't I, help that I don't he. Follow any of it he anymore. It just gets retweeted into my timeline, and especially being in the Northeast now, like a lot of undergraduate students who I go to school with are into it, which is, you know, just kind of a sign of where things are going in this country or that they're going in and um, they're not going in the right direction. Let's just say that. And um, if that's how people are going to consume sports, I don't, I kind of want to get out of the industry, but I think it doesn't help that they're the president of that terrible Terrible, terrible, terrible site is a huge, you know, Brady deflate gate, blah, 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 blah. Got arrested at the, uh, this year's Super Bowl or last year's Super Bowl, whatever. Like, it doesn't help that he's a raging Pats lunatic. Yeah. So I still think, like, there's a lot of teams. If you, have, there's a few different metrics for cheating scores, and the Patriots often end up, actually end up in the middle of them because there's so many teams that have got so many PED ones. And people, yeah. and people forget a lot of the other teams. Like I'm just looking at Denver have a Spygate from 2010. Um, yeah, we have uh, the the Saints with the Bounty Gate. Like if the Saints had the same record as the Patriots, then they'd just be getting the hate instead, inclusive of all their cheating that you could put in there and whatever. It's just 
I still mm. think that, that the Patriots have a murky history as far as they're you know trying to trying to bend the rules and pretty much just it's just so many things. <laughs> if you look if you look through every team, there's actually a lot of teams that have them. It's just the Patriots have the six rings to go along with them, and I think that's what people people remember things more when they hate you more and they hate people hate the success and they bring all that stuff into it. But if you look through all the list of teams that have got different things, where it be PDs spying whatever else i think there's a lot of teams that actually have things that you just don't remember because they don't well, rodney harrison got busted for peds he was a patriot yeah no, <laughs> people people are getting busted for peds every year it's just yeah the denver like on this one metric that has that works out your cheat score based on how many things you've got the broncos are top the patriots are only 14th it's the broncos jets colts steelers 49ers giants like this mm. so there's all these and you know the, the patriots obviously have a couple of high profile ones but the other there's a, actually i'm looking through them just hand jobs up. david hand jobs <laughs> corn drugs jackie <laughs> Uh, like Patriots fans like dismissing that like all charges were dropped like that doesn't like like that just automatic like yeah of course the rich guy got off it's the United States of fucking America the rich guy always gets off that doesn't mean that like he did wild <laughs> sex laws were, like weren't in place and that he was breaking these things that are actually a humongous deal like that's the big thing that I think the reason why I dislike New England fans at the moment is because they just. And not you. This is the general. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 the, 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 the famous the, people, the cliche, like the cliche Sam, fan, like, yeah. And well, that one, like, that one is writing that, off these charges just because he got out of them. It's like, well, it actually happened. There's like he's spent so much money making sure the video didn't get leaked, and there are like sex trafficking law. Like it's just this whole big thing. And then for like Bill Simmons to say, oh. Oh, like the charges were dropped. It's like that doesn't mean anything, and there's still a bigger thing at play here. Like it doesn't yeah. look that one. That know. one's that one's a little bit getting into the Antonio Brown territory of things that are slightly outside of football and a bit hard, to, not not hard to talk about. But um, yeah, I'll be, look, I I I I love Robert Kraft for uh, what he's he kept the team in New England and, and has mm-hmm. been very good as far as just keeping his hands off and well hands off the Patriots at least. Um, hands off funny <laughs> funny <laughs> um and i think I, I i think i've said to you or maybe vince on the pod months back that i think he's just slowly losing his mind over the last since his um since his wife died which you know obviously not nice thing to talk about but i think he's just since then he's just just gone a little bit mental and um he's i think yeah. his son's obviously doing more more of the actual work on the team than him and he's just a figurehead Unfortunately, yeah, I can understand hate for things like that and behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, that one, that one, I, I, I just try to, you know, as a fan, it's a, and we've talked about it before is how, how hard it is to sometimes be a fan of a sport that has so many things. Because, you know, I just love watching the Patriots and the way that team is constructed and put together year to year as a fan. It's just really impressive to see in this modern time of, of uh, football being such a, a cyclical sport in the fact that drafting, the draft um, and you know, draft picks and how they work that out. The fact that the Patriots have beaten this over time and time again over the last 20 years to stay as competitive as they have is really impressive. So that's my, where I am with enjoying football. And yeah, it's unfortunate these things do. Unfortunately, you have to talk about them because they are a story, but mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. The, the and I hate every NFL owner. I mean, Paul Allen was okay when he was alive, but 
for the most part, like I can't imagine an NFL owner that I would actually enjoy. It's just yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones sweeps a lot under the rug over there too. So it's just you know. Oh yeah. It's um. So it's a hard sport to be a fan of. Well, it's not a hard sport to be a fan of as as the actual sport on the field. It's just a hard and even that uh, with. Uh, um, if you're a CT. critical thinker, I think it's hard to be a fan of. Yeah. <laughs> or like, if you have empathy for people who just people in general that aren't rich, I guess (laughs) if you have any empathy for them, then I think it's hard, but yeah. 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 Anyway. And even the players. Yeah. Um, well, we spent plenty of time on the Pats now. Uh, well, they're the story. I mean, the first week was pretty blah. I mean, we can discuss that. I mean, what was, what was your biggest takeaway other than the Pats rolling? Um, well, there's a few actually, uh, (laughs) well, the Brown, the Browns, yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so was that just uh, everyone overreacted too much and didn't actually realize the Browns were probably had added a few stars but not and hadn't gotten much else together yet? They might come good and they probably will win a handful of games. But I think it was just they don't the win Titans the, they during don't, they all offseason. They don't off win season. the division now, do they? I can't see them winning the getting. Well, I think. W- any reaction we have right now is going to be an overreaction for every team. Like, there's no way the Patriots are going to beat every team like they beat the Steelers that week. Like, people are going to get used to their offense, and they'll be in tighter games than that. Obviously mm-hmm. not this week against Miami, but I think coming up. I don't think we can overreact to how bad the Steelers played. I think that, that was just a as much as a tra- of a trap game as week one can be yeah. <laughs> for the Steelers going to this defending champions. So, and then I don't think the Ravens are as good as they looked. So that division could be wide open mm-hmm. still. But the Browns need to win this week. I think they were talking about it on some pod, probably the Simmons pod, that if the Browns start 0-2 and the Ravens start 2-0, that that's two games that the Browns are going to have to make up somewhere, and it's going to be really difficult. So, Yeah, well, the Browns are get your Jets on uh, Monday Night Football. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a toss up game for yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, because you've got. I just think the Titans heard all off season about how the Browns are gonna, fucking you know, crush him. They're gonna threaten for the AFC. Yeah. And how the, and you know I don't think Mariota's big on like reading stuff and stuff like that, but a lot of people were saying like, he might be done as starter mm-hmm. in Tennessee, and he still didn't look that that great. <laughs> yeah. I mean the Browns had what 20 penalties i think they set the modern record for penalties in a game <laughs> so um what happens to Mariota? i don't know i don't think the titans are that good i don't think the browns are that bad mm-hmm. um i think it i think just once things started going pear shape they really did for the browns so well that's got to be a touch like not again not trying to overreact too much but it's a touch worrying that how you know, part of being part of being in football is uh, when when adversity hits to reset yourself straight. You know, you know Brady thrown both. I think the last, you know, the Seattle Super Bowl and the Falcons Super Bowl, he threw a couple of interceptions, including a pick six in the Falcons one that really made things look like that was just going to go downhill from. And there. he missed the tackle. Very yeah. memeable. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think anyone was shocked by that one, but you know, it was a. It, was, <laughs> it, it was, just looked like symbolic. Like it looked like it would like. It looked like it was his last game. Like when he like when they went up twenty three, I think it was either twenty one three or twenty eight three on that pick six, and he like dove, dove at the whoever picked it off's legs, and yeah. that I 
you could see it in every newspaper across the country is like Brady diving for him and the guy running like that being the picture selling like is the dynasty over. Yeah, well, it was even like, him on his horse. It writes itself. Yeah, but then See, he, we just talk about the Patriots nonstop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, unfortunately that's a reference you go back to as as to how you should do things, but then Baker like just it, it, it rolled it got it just seemed to get out of hand very quickly where he threw a pick and then he threw another pick and then it just it fucking just imploded. Um, and he's yeah, obviously he's young. He can he's got plenty yeah. plenty of years ahead of him to learn if he takes the right lessons from it. But um, it was super predictable that performance. I think yeah. uh, a season full of. But the thing it was a predi- I, it wasn't like, predictable. Baker against the was Titans, pretty though. good for the second half of last season, but yeah. like people were freaking out on like I think people wanted him want him to be good so badly that they overlooked some some weaknesses in his game that he really yeah. needs to work on. And he's still so. only, what is he, this is only, this is his second year now, his rookie last year, wasn't Yeah, it? yeah, yep. yeah. So, look, quarterbacks have a long lifespan in the NFL. Um, can, some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. Uh, they can have if they, if they, you know, work, do the right work and whatever. Um, I'll get to another quarterback that might not have such a long lifespan uh, a little bit further down in the pod. Um, let's just <laughs> say he was drafted one spot ahead of Mariota, and both those guys might be nah, yeah. looking at yes. career backup roles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the Brown- oh, yeah the Titans, look, yeah. I just, I just think, well, we'll get to the next one and talk about the division. Uh, the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I mean, what more can you say? I... I was, yeah, I was awake. So I was awake. That was early, early hours of Monday morning for me. I was still awake when the games, the games kick off at two thirty in the morning here, and I was still awake because the Australians were um, in the process of finalising winning the retaining the Ashes, which you, you're going to have mm. no idea what I'm talking about. But no, I know it's a big yeah. thing between you and England. Yeah, but yeah, um, big thing. I definitely don't. I get the rivalry. I don't understand cricket at all, and <laughs> at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. But <laughs> well, it's a series. So basically, they play a five-match test series against each other every year and a half, because basically, it's always in your in the about the uh, in the summer. So we play in the English summer now, and then the next series will be in the Australian summer next year. So it's always a year and a half between them. Um, and off the last few years, England won it here a few years back. But otherwise, usually, basically, each team wins their home series because yeah, it's just because you, the wicket, the way cricket works, it's very you'll get used to playing in your own conditions because the conditions in England and Australia are obviously very different. Yeah. Um. So, winning, being able to take the Ashes urn, it's an urn because it's literally. The Ashes are named after an obituary written in English media in uh, the 1870s when Eng- Australia went over there and won. Um, the English media, the, there was an obituary actually put in the paper saying English cricket died today. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's why the series has been called The Ashes ever since. They said burn the, burn the, uh, burn the remains and whatever. Yeah. Um, we hadn't retained them in England since I was 13 years old and I'm 31 now. So it shows how long it's been since. So I stayed up. I was hoping That's a lot of them. Yeah. I was hoping they'd get it done sooner because it basically just, <laughs> it was whenever we had them all out was going to be when we won and the, the English batsmen just dug in and, and made it, made them hard outs to get. So I was awake when, so yeah, getting back to what I was saying, I was awake when the early games kicked off because I was waiting for Australia to finally fucking get the last couple of batsmen out. <laughs> And I was sitting there drinking. I had a six-pack of Guinness and felt terrible the next day. But 
We're so, old now. So yeah, the Ravens game, and so I, I I've got my fantasy football team. So while I'm watching the cricket, I'm just checking my team and and just seeing the score, the little updates come through, and it's just. Lamar Jackson throws one touchdown and then I th- and throws a touchdown, throws a touchdown. I thought I saw the same notification a couple of times, but I realized <laughs> it was a different notification for all the touchdowns yeah. he was throwing and and uh, absolutely lit them up. He looked good, um, didn't even have to run much. It was actually his arm doing the work, which is um, considering everything that, you know, there was a, the talk about, and I think there was only one guy really saying it, that he should be a re- receiver or whatever, but looked like the offense was built for him. And they tore up a team that admittedly is very bad, as we've talked about Miami already. But mm. yeah, uh, how obviously we can't, you know, we'll, it's again, it's overreaction week because week one gives you all the overreactions. But it's a good start. And I, I don't know, I, I feel there's a chance that they might be okay this year. I think there's definitely a, a big chance for that. I just need to see him against, you know, a real, real team. And we're not going <laughs> to get that. <laughs> We're not going to get that this week either because they play the Cardinals in a battle of the birds. Yeah. Funnily enough, the uh, Falcons are playing the Eagles as well, so it's like a bird sanctuary this weekend. But <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously he looked tremendous, and I just need to see. Like, I need to see it consistently, kind of like mm-hmm. we were talking about with Brady this season. Um, because obviously we know he can get it done with his legs, but he. I go back to that playoff game against uh, almost said San Diego, <laughs> Los <laughs> Angeles uh, Chargers last year, and he just didn't look that good on a big stage against a solid defense with a really good pass rush. So, yeah, again, the Cardinals aren't going to provide that, but when he, when it comes to the division, um, it'll be interesting. Especially, I mean, the Ravens have to be the favorite right now. After the, I don't want to overreact too much, but after what the Steelers and uh, <laughs> Steelers and Browns did in the first week. Yeah, the Ravens look head and shoulders above, and the Bengals can just fuck off. I'm not gonna spend any time talking about them this season. <laughs> so, I mean, Lamar will have games where he puts up really big numbers, but it's what he can do against solid defenses that'll matter. Yeah, I mean, like his 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 uh, quarterback rating. I think he had a perfect quarterback rating mm-hmm. on the one yep. the one that randomly works out the one fifty eight point six or whatever. Actually, fuck. Robert Griffin the third had a higher um, rating than he did this past weekend because how fucking in weird mop is up, it that mop up time? How fucking weird is it that a guy that's knees are pretty much non existent now is still in the league while Andrew Luck has just retired? Just yeah. a, 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 guys that got drafted one and two is just a odd sidebar. One. Does Andrew Luck come back? Yeah, I think Brad, Brad, again, he messaged us about that. Enemy of the pod. <laughs> Only listener enemy of the pod. I stand by it. He messaged about that um, and asked, and I said, yeah, there's, I, I don't know. There's, there's probably a chance. Um, he, you know, we've seen plenty of guys retire and come back uh, when they get their head right and just decide, oh, yeah, I've still got the he's – only, he's only, what, 29 now, so mm-hmm. I think he's got – Maybe the itch will come back. I don't know. Yeah. It would have to be in the next year or two, I think, because if you start going three, four years out of the league, yeah, it's not going to happen. But yeah, people talk about that with Gronk as well. I think Gronk, I think Gronk, Gronk's done. I think he's definitely done. People just like to talk about it because again, he's yeah, he looks skinny now too. Like he's lost weight already. I think so. Yeah, yeah he's part he's, of him was being an indestructible force. So if he's skinny, like he's going to lose some of that because he's never been the fastest guy as we saw on that Hail Mary last year. So yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I, oh, we were talking about RG three. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what that's how we got onto that. Um, yeah, because <laughs> Lamar's numbers were just unreal. Like it's seventeen of twenty was just. I mean, that shows. Yeah. that shows how. But he was passing into some real tight spots too, though. So mm-hmm. the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins secondary is terrible. It's just the team as a whole is just. They, and half of them were probably decided at halftime they wanted to trade and just didn't want to try anyway. Apparently, so yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, and the fact that that got that they let that get out of of the locker room yeah. is insane. Like that their PR department <laughs> let that get out is yeah, what absurd. A, what a fucking month their PR departments had. They've had uh, Kenny Stills uh, having Jay Z songs blasted a master he tried to come out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for uh, social. Justice. This is just karma. The Dolphins' miserable season. Yeah, it's gonna be karma. Like, I, that's one one of the big takeaways from Week One. That's something I won't overreact to. Is it was a week full of karma. Tyreek Hill gets hurt, terrible person. Yeah. Joe Mixon gets hurt, terrible person. Dolphins get like one of the biggest beatdowns I've ever seen in an NFL game. Terrible organization. Karma <laughs> week. Karma week one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna touch on Tyreek Hill because I knew you enjoyed that one yeah unfortunately I drafted him in I drafted him in the fantasy which you know you just draft the best best possible players that you can um but yeah I, I don't have any love for the player himself so yeah which I picked up Marquis Brown to cover him so yeah yeah and I think that's going to be going back to that uh Lamar yeah. that's going to be a big help and I think he's going to be he's set himself aside um as you know a perfect target for a young quarterback because he can pretty much get open into any space and Lamar can, doesn't have to be that accurate and he can run under it. So yeah, I think he showed that at Oklahoma as well. So, yeah. And he's got like, he's got a good little receiving core there and, you know, got Mark Ingram in there as well. So, you know, he's got some, yeah, help. that he's was a good some, pickup. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I didn't actually realize he was there until I saw the game and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's just one of those ones that, you know, flew by the radar in the offseason. So. You don't really think about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah, the Ravens, I, I just, after looking at the Browns, you know, I, it could be an overreaction, but I just, I worry about the Browns maybe still just not having quite enough. Uh, they've got some stars in there, but whether this will be the year they have, maybe go eight and eight, seven and nine, or maybe they go nine and, se- like, nine and seven and be around the mark, but whether the Ravens go one or two games better. Uh, but, you know, we might be might be in five weeks talking about the Browns being pretty good and Lamar Jackson having had one good game and shit the rest. So, it, yeah, we don't exactly. It's hard to say after we, one week, you know. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Jackson, I don't know. I, I missed a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was in class, but yeah. I hear he was, uh, he set himself apart, like maybe as a top five guy this season. Um, the Saints is Saints have always had a pretty miserable secondary, but uh, and again, I didn't really see it. But yeah, I watched the last five, five minutes in um that last well, the last minute of the game cost me my fantasy matchup. I was up four. Point, yep. I was up. I was up four points, and then and the Saints only had to just just fucking play some soft cover and just not let them go yep. down the field that quick. And then two passes didn't even have an incompletion. It was two dime passes. Well. They were, yeah, they were good passes, but the the Saints defense was one of them was to DeAndre Hopkins, who they were in like prevent. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> DeAndre, DeAndre, in DeAndre pre-vent. Hopkins still found a yard on his on his on his man coverage, and the other guy that yeah. I think they had were trying to double him, but the other guy was still like five yards away. I don't know how, I don't know exactly how it happened because I looked at it and was just like, how the fuck have you let DeAndre Hopkins catch it on the sideline? Yeah. Which is exactly what you probably thought they were going to do. But is Hopkins the best receiver in the NFL? 
Oh, that's that's just throwing a curly one at me. Um, no, the, the best <laughs> receiver in the NFL has been Julian Edelman for the last five years, and I went. Oh my god. <laughs> um, no, he's. Okay, Richard Spencer. I had to, I had to, I had to say it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's probably he probably he's up there. Um, yeah, that's that's actually throwing one at me that I haven't actually really had time to think about because I don't I don't I don't look deeply into other teams receiving calls too much, um, apart from you know just watching games and seeing it. But yeah, he, he's certainly the last few years he has been up there as one of the best and. <coughs> Excuse me. Antonio Brown would have been the answer for up until probably a year and a half ago. Uh, or Julio. Yeah, or Julio. But Julio's um, he had a didn't have the greatest year last year. Or the, it just he's still actually having pretty. He's just not quite getting the touchdowns he used to probably. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Falcons are a mess. A, AJ <laughs> AJ Green's been injured for what two or three years now. He used to be one that you'd, you'd consider there. So mm-hmm. yeah, with Julio maybe not quite getting the yeah the. Falcons just not quite being the team they were a couple of years ago. That's just pretty much fallen apart ever since twenty eight three. Um, yeah, DeAndre is probably the one that you'd pick if you had to grab a receiver. Just to you're just, he's incredible. Yeah, a receiver. Duplexes a, aside, which I don't know what he was supposed to do on that play anyway. But like, did you see that? <laughs> no, you only watched the last five minutes. Yeah, I'm no. sure it was early for you. There was an uh, Watson threw a pick in. Um, Hopkins caught up to the DB, wrapped him up and like suplexed him, <laughs> and got a 15 yard penalty. Oh on Jesus! It. But it's yeah. Like, yeah, what what is he supposed to do? Yeah, like, well, his, his, his that's not his. like drag him down by the jersey. Yeah, like, he's coming down to the ground. It's like no, throw him to the, like it's football. Yeah, no, he, I actually know. He wasn't gonna get concussed on it. it was, was that the one where he just was, threw, like, was that the one on the sideline where everyone? There yeah, was a bit of, yeah, no, I did see that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's he supposed to do? Like tackle him less yeah you know what i mean yeah like they, how is that a i don't think anybody's getting hurt off that you know he didn't drop him on his head it was like a wrestling move yeah it wasn't it was like, like the, honestly um, the best spot to get dropped your hip so like whatever that was just something i didn't understand and i there was you know, probably a bit of there was probably a bit of extra force in it but that was just a bit of that was just football i guess people i he, mean what tackle well, I, with less I don't, no, I, don't, I mean, I mean, like, when he threw him down, there was a little bit of like, I'm gonna yeah. make a statement here, kind of thing. Oh, okay. you know, he was he was mad. He was probably mad because it was a pick. So like, I, yeah, yeah, it is. It is probably like he probably just sits there and goes afterwards, like the coach probably goes, just just try to you know, push back, him out of bounds. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that would be the only. You thing. know me, I'm like all for player safety. I love the new, you know, the two step rule for yeah, um, for roughing the passer. You know, I love all the. You know, I don't want CTE. I don't want people to have CTE. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. So, but I think that play isn't anywhere near. Like, I don't think it's a dangerous play. Like all of the rest of these plays. Yeah, I think it's just a tackle. Yeah, like <laughs> you know? yeah, people are going to pick their battles, and that's not the bat. That's that's not the hill to die on if you're talking about player safety, <laughs> safety like, or anything like that. Yeah, a running back on like any given play gets hit, hit harder than that, and it's worse for their body than. A DB getting suplex, so yeah. whatever. But uh, yeah, Watson definitely. Watson and Hopkins are going to be pretty dynamic force, I think. Yeah. Down there in Houston for the next few seasons to come. So. Yeah, um, and the and after after all that, the uh, Saints still got the win. Um, yeah. Would have liked Breeze to pass for about 10, 15 more yards before they went for the field goal because that would have won me my matchup. But. Eh. 
fantasy football is a stupid game and um, we should never. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm, and I'm not one to get on, you know, the people that get on social media and like blast the player because they didn't get, didn't fucking get in the end zone and went down up two or whatever. I'm just like, yeah. Fantasy football is a game for us, but it's not, yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I'm just reading through my notes. The Rams, uh, so I thought it was interesting that the Rams came out before the game weekend and said, we basically have no idea if Gurley's knee is good or bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know who's trying to hide what. If Gurley's trying to hide it, if the team doctors are trying to hide it, or they just don't know what it is. It's kind of like Kawhi Leonard ish. Um, yeah, yeah. A couple seasons ago, like I don't know what to believe. Um, scary though. Huge bummer that Gurley, you know, his career might be in jeopardy. It seems like. Yeah, one of my favorite players in the um, recent years. Obviously, again, I've talked about. Uh, my allegiances to LA teams, but ba- based on my marriage, <laughs> um, so I've got a I've got a girly jersey that I bought actually before the LA Ram- the Rams as the LA Rams had even played a snap. I bought it in LA the first year that they when they just moved back there, um, and I've been a fan. I loved him when he was his first year in St. Louis. Just mm. it was just he was unreal, and then he, he kind of reg- well, it was just the Jeff Fisher year in LA. They no one was good, but. He can't. He's been brilliant up until that knee started bothering towards the end of your last year and fucked their Super Bowl chances probably. Yeah, um, really. Yeah. Uh, so he he had. I think he had eighty ninety yards. Didn't get a touchdown because Malcolm Brown took a lot of the red zone touches. Mm. Uh, it seems like LA might be. I mean, they, I think they may be based on that comment. They might be just gambling that hopefully his knee will hold up. Um, but. With Malcolm Brown in there, he got a lot of the red zone touches and got a fair few yards himself. It seems like they're going to go mm. a bit more running back by committee and kind of whether they're thinking that they can try and maybe just take a few touches from Gurley so his knee's not getting quite as many, quite as much work. Maybe that's their It'll plan. be interesting. Yeah, I yeah. think that might be their plan for the season is to try and um, yeah use Malcolm Brown a little bit more. Um, obviously, Gurley will get used when he needs to, but if they, they might be trying to manage this knee through, which is... A precarious position to be in, but it's probably that. I mean, they've just given him a new contract last year, and he's obviously a very good player still when he when he can actually move. So, they, yeah. yeah, I think they were just gonna. I think it was just a test this week to see. Like, I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen any of the updates on it. Like, if he's missed practice or anything this week, but like, see, like the swelling on it or yeah, the comfort know. maybe. Like, I don't know how many carries he got, but if he got ninety yards, he was definitely in the lineup. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely testing it out. So, um, if he feels good, maybe they'll revert back to featuring him a lot. But it is, it's just strange that they can't get their finger on the pulse of this thing. It's uh, it's been nine months now, maybe even longer, 10 months, um, in the playoffs last year. It's just like you have the best doctors in the world, you would think, or at least the best trainers in the world. Yeah, it's like you can't figure out what's wrong with this guy. Or get like a clear consensus. I don't know. We'll see. Weird. Obviously, the Rams are better off with him, but I think they'll be fine without him too, yeah, just because of the system. Ninety-seven yards on fourteen carries. I'm just trying to find if I can see if I can find any news about him, but it doesn't seem like there is much apart from just that. Yeah, they were happy that he got through the game, and they're they're reasonably happy with how he's recovered afterwards. I can't find anything about him being out of practice or. You know whether they do. You know a lot of players do just are limited in practice if they're holding anything. But um, 
you know, the famous. I hate that I'm like looking for news for Todd Gurley's update on injury, and it's all fantasy football related. It's like yeah. just let me know if he's practicing. Yeah, I actually want to know how the guy's doing rather than what I, whether I should put him on my flex spot or running back two or whatever. Like you just want to know. Yeah, fantasy football again just is such a crazy thing, but. Um, Cooper Cup came back and played well too. So I think the Rams, uh, obviously, they went to, I think it was in Carolina. Um, a tough, you know, the, Ram- the Panthers aren't the greatest, uh, but still a tough, tough defensive team to play. So they got through that. I think we've got to just assume the Rams are going to be pretty good again this year. I guess based, it's going to, a lot will depend on Gurley's knee, but yeah. Um, it's like rounding out like teams that are really that we think are really going to be competitive this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs, obviously, um, went to Jacksonville, put up some points. What, what it, as a Pats fan, what are your uh, what are your takeaways, and are you worried about the Chiefs this season? Or do you think you're still a bit above them when it comes to the favorites? I think uh, all things being equal, I, I you know, obviously the Kareem Hunt's not there anymore. Um, for yeah. Uh, yeah, obvious bad reasons for him as well as a yeah. person. Um, Tyreek yeah. Hill, uh, depends how because he, he's going to be out for, a, you know, taking the person out of it just from a football standpoint. And he's out for, they just said weeks, I think, mm-hmm. is the report. So I, I naturally just think that's at least a month. Uh, shoulder injuries are a tough one sometimes. Uh, it's mm-hmm. completely unrelated, but there's an, a player for the, my AFL team here who's just on the, undergone his third shoulder reconstruction in the last two years. Um, after having none in the first six, seven years of his career. So once you start rebuilding, having any issues with your shoulder, and if you're not managing it right, it can be a mm-hmm. can be an ongoing issue. As Nick, Fo- I think Nick Foles has done it. He just, you know, he did his class. yeah, yeah. So the Chiefs did that to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm I I've, I'm obviously concerned about the Chiefs as an as a AFC rival. I think. There's a good chance it'll be us in the um, the title game again. Mm-hmm. Home field will play a lot into it, even though we went there last year. It was obviously it was freezing. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arctic blast. I think is what. No, that's a Gatorade flavor. Um, <laughs> it was like a polar vortex. I yeah, think, it was. It hit Lincoln too because Kansas City is so close to Lincoln. Yeah, there was a lot of worry about cold. whether it was going to snow. It actually ended up being a lot, lot. I think it was cold, but there's no snow or anything like. That. There was a lot of yeah. worry about what kind of game it would be, but. The field was still frozen, but yeah. yeah. Um, but Sammy, it wasn't Watkins, Sammy Watkins, again, another player that destroyed me in fantasy this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> he you would look, be a good fill-in for Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, you well. Know, they're kind of the same fast-twitch um, player. I don't think I'm getting a trade for the guy after he just put 39 points up on me in the, fl- <laughs> in the flex. But um, So, yeah, I, I mean, oh, Patrick Mahomes was good again like he's he's going to be good this year like i we we joked about the, the madden curse last week or the week before but no he's mm-hmm. he's going to be good this year and uh, and their team's going to be good they've got they've got LeSean. Do you think he's the sorry to interrupt but do you think he's the type of guy like Brady who it doesn't really matter who his receivers are that um he'll pretty much make whoever he has great because Sammy Watkins has you played mean, for you multiple mean like teams assistant, and, you mean he's assistant quarterback as well well, I don't see Brady throwing no look passes, but what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, is he that type of quarterback who it doesn't really matter who he has the skill position that they're going to be successful because he's the type of guy? And Peyton Manning was that way too in Indianapolis. Um, obviously, it's a young career, but um, he's shown signs that it doesn't like Sammy Watkins struggled 
and didn't really show his true self until week one of the season, I think. Yeah, because yeah, that's he's been who the Bills drafted, I think. He's been at Buffalo. Yeah, he was at Buffalo, yeah. And, yeah. and then <laughs> he was with the Rams, wasn't he? He might have been on the Rams. Yeah, he might have gone to the Rams for a season, and then, but he was down the depth So he's bounced around. He was, down the depth he was down the depth chart a fair bit of the Rams with um, the fact that they had... Uh, They're loaded, yeah. Yeah, Brandon Cooks last year. They had Cooper Cup up until he got injured and a few others. So Robert Woods as well. So, yeah, it's... um Yeah, and just perfect for the Chiefs that they've had their number one receiver go down and they've got Sammy Watkins just there to pick up the pieces. So, and, like, yeah, Mahomes, I think... <laughs> Train time. Oh, that was a loud. That was a loud one. The first one earlier was like I didn't hear it through the headphones too much, but that one really uh, rung, rung, rung. Let me the, tell you, rung the brain a little bit. <laughs> There's also this new one that sounds like like a car horn that goes by like really early in the morning. God, that must be fun for you. Yeah, I thought somebody was like honking their horn outside my window earlier. I was like, oh, new train, fun. <laughs> Just the life of a grad student. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the the Chiefs will be good this year, and I, I do worry about them as a. But it, look, you know, in in football, if you're gonna, <laughs> there's always gonna be someone. There's always gonna be someone that's coming to get you. And uh, every mm-hmm. every year that we've been, the Patriots that have been these ones. You know, for a couple of years it was the Jets inexplicably with Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Somehow we're good for a couple of years. We had the Ravens who beat us a couple. Of, like there's always someone there to challenge, and and there's every chance they'll beat you. Um, but. Where I think I'm really confident in this Pats team too. Injuries permitting, uh, obviously, is always your uh, knock on wood when you talk about these things. But I, I'm confident, as confident as I've been in a Patriots team in a long time. And but Chiefs fans should be as confident as they've been in a, for a long time for their team too. So, yeah, not not any not any great insight from me at the, on this one. Apart <laughs> from the fact that obviously they, I think they'd be the two teams that you'd be thinking would be in the AFC Championship, and and we should be. We should worry about them, but uh, but in the most respectful way, and the fact that they're just going to be, it's going to be two uh, polar opposite quarterbacks battling it again. As and last year's game was great, so and Mahomes will have another you know another season under his belt by the time we face each other again and bring it on. It'll be you know if we lose, yeah. I, I I fully expected to lose last year. I didn't think we'd go to KC and get the win, and so I thought we weren't even going to make the Super Bowl. I think I mentioned it to you that I was surprised with it, and we won the Super Bowl. So. And it's another one of those ones where I feel like we stole one somehow, um, <laughs> you know. In you know, in the purely the sporting sense that <coughs> I just wasn't expecting it, but that's just mm. how, how we can we do have that ability to um, pull out those results. So whatever. Yeah, it was surprising. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the last I didn't one. think Kansas City would run away with it, but just with the way they were playing in that game, it yeah, seemed like that. But um, the last one I've got on my list just as uh, the Eagles this year, uh, they've. I don't think we've talked about them too much yet, but I think... I don't believe in them. <laughs> you don't believe in them? Um, no. Well, so they had a you know, Washington uh, professional football team. Uh, yeah. They were up big on them early, and, uh, and obviously the Eagles came back and ended up winning. I do believe in them a decent amount. I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the NFC this year, so... What what are your reasons for who do you who do you think is? I mean, I guess the Rams, the Saint. Who 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 are you picking? Cowboys, I think in Cow- that division. Cowboys as well. Yeah, that's true. Yep. I just don't want to make too much of Philly beating Washington, a team mm. who I think will be bottom five this year. Yeah. 
I know they came back from a 17-0 deficit, and Carson Wentz looked great, but kind of like we were talking about. And I need to see more from the Cowboys, too. I mean, they demolished the Giants, but the Giants also have a chance to be bottom five. So I yeah. think I put 17 in the bottom five so far. But <laughs> <clears throat> I just need to see. Um, they play Atlanta this week, Sunday night game. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta, I don't think we'll touch on them much, but I would like to see Philly blow out the Falcons if they're going to be a powerhouse and that they're going on the road to Atlanta. So I don't really believe in the Eagles yet. Um, That's fair. I'm a, you know, in the NFC Cowboys Rams. um, Let me see here. (laughs) Who am I missing? The Saints. I don't know where you, where you, you know, yeah, obviously, I don't know. obviously, obviously. Viking, the Vikings, I think, um, have a chance to be really good because of uh, their defense. Same with the Bears, even though they're going to need quarterback help. I'm just kind of trying to do a wrap up, so we so we talk about a lot of teams, but don't spend a lot of time on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't think. Yeah, what I don't about think the, the NFC the, the as pa- good as it has been. Yeah, the Packers. Recently. The Packers. You got no faith in them, I see. Um. I mean, we, I like we Aaron Rodgers a lot. I, I do too. Um, I I've got a great. lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers, but um, didn't a, look very good in Week One. I didn't see a lot of that game because I was in class. But I don't um, think people that watched it saw much of it because they went to sleep. So yeah, it was terrible, and um, I think they could turn that around. I think the Bears have a really good defense again, and obviously one of, if not the best defender in Khalil Mack. So. Mm. You know, Rodgers is going up against the Vikings again this week. Or not again, but he's going up against a great defense again. So it'll really be interesting to see how he does two weeks in a row because he definitely didn't show very well. And the Packers' future is obviously dependent on how well he does. So yeah, And yeah. same with the Bears because Trubisky is trash. And I think that's going to hold him back this season, and I think they'll underperform. So I think that is a two-team race yeah. between – uh, Minnesota and Green Bay for that division. Yeah, and unfortunately for the Bears, they're going to be in that limbo where they've got a pretty good team, but a quarterback, if Trubisky is as trash as we as we think. Um, well, you need and you need an all-time defense if you're going to have a quarterback like that, like the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So you just don't see a team win with a mediocre court, like win the Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback. Yeah. Too yeah. often, you just don't do it. So well, the, the Ravens won in um, a few years back too. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh Flacco, Flacco <laughs> played out of his mind in that stretch. Though it's like folk hero esque. That like, annoys the fuck out of me. That 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 run yeah. he had because he is, he is so fucking terrible now. As soon as he won that Super Bowl and got paid, he just he literally went. I don't need to actually work properly for the rest of my career. Yeah, and like, he looked terrible mo- Monday night. Yeah, so. yeah. No, Broncos might be in trouble. This is already more Flacco talk than I've ever wanted to talk because I just, I just <laughs> yeah. do not like his face. <laughs> yeah, and um, Eli won a couple Super Bowls, but he was pretty good when they won. So he was still pretty good. It's kind of a joke now, but he yeah, was... yeah. He look that Giants team was was obviously built around the defense, but Eli had to make plays still. So I begrudgingly accept those one, those one like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Flacco, I. Colin Kaepernick was still more impressive in that game to me for the, the comeback. And yeah. Everything. It was just, yeah, that was a frustrating And game. there should have been a pass interference call in that, like, on yeah. the last play of that game that didn't get called. But I'm just happy Jim Harbaugh doesn't have a Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure he's going to get fired from Michigan. 
yeah within like, the next few years but yeah whatever that's a different subject yeah well <coughs> um uh, without i don't know if there's anything else in the nfl you want to talk about or we do move on to college um um yeah we can do some brief college stuff it's um obviously the nfl like once we get a, a firmer beat on some of these teams you know i don't want to overreact it everything week one even though that's what everybody does so yeah it's fun to speculate on where put mm-hmm. go, but obviously we're all just guessing because we don't know yeah the ravens could be good they could be bad they could just have just beaten the shit out of a team that clemson might beat so yeah we just, we just, <laughs> yeah. Don't, know, we just don't know yet so yeah we can segue yeah. into uh just i mean there wasn't some any huge storylines from well there's a couple of couple of interesting losses that you wouldn't have maybe expected but uh, just starting on Clemson rolled. Um, yeah, not didn't um, didn't quite get the point spread you you were saying was a possibility, but you you never claimed it as a. Well, A and M scored with six seconds left. Yeah, so. it was a garbage time. <laughs> uh, as far as the the first half went, like Clemson held. I've got a couple of stats written down just to show how Clemson only gave up ninety two yards on defense in the first thirty minutes of the game. Like. The game yeah. was effectively over at halftime because they they didn't hadn't put like they hadn't piled on the points or anything like that, but they clearly had AM sorted already. There was no way I don't think there was any way AM was coming back in that game. And obviously the second half played out that way too. Yeah, it's just interesting. I thought Trevor Lawrence would be a shoe in for the Heisman this season. I mean, obviously with Tua, um, he was going to have some competition, and now Jalen Hurts is obviously making a move for it amongst some other people, but. Yeah. Um, Lawrence just really hasn't played that well yet this season, and it's kind of surprising. I don't know if A&M's defense was that good, but, he, I mean, he also struggled in the first week. Um, so is it going to be – is Clemson going to be led by their defense this season? Maybe. You know, um, it's obviously a good enough defense to lead you to the playoff yeah. and possibly the championship, but that's that was kind of my takeaway from it, other than obviously Clemson's another number one team in the nation. Is that you know, where are the where are the eye popping Trevor Lawrence stats? Yeah, yeah, and that maybe maybe it is because it. But we we did talk about last week that if um, he wanted to get this Heisman resume rolling, this was the kind of game you do it in because you know you know I always I, I don't know why I always think back to well even Mariota against Michigan State back in um, two thousand fourteen, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Manziel back in that Alabama game that that amazing roll, yeah roll out that and, was huge yeah that yeah. those kind of moments are what win your Heisman's. Um, and yeah, Lawrence is obviously going to have plenty more chances this year. But yeah, that, this was the first one. And a game that Clemson always had, I think just always had in hand um, right from the off, really. Uh, and, mm. he, and he still didn't, wasn't able to make anything happen. So um, that, that the running back at Etienne didn't have, didn't have a big game either. So it was just kind of like they just won by grinding, grinding out the points and, and always having mm. a handle on the defense. But yeah, it, it is... Considering Jalen Hurts, even though they uh, they had their cupcake game, I think it was South Dakota, was it South Dakota State or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Which is uh, not a Division One opponent, so yeah. so yeah, it's just been really. I mean, we were talking about it like to kind of transition. It's just been a really boring, um, other than a couple top ten matchups, including the Oregon game, which wasn't top ten, but you know they were both rated. Yeah, it's just been kind of a boring start to the college football season, and this week's slate isn't any different. So. Kind of like the NFL after week one, it's hard to get a feel for it. You know, that LSU-Texas game was was um, a pretty solid game, but, I mean, it was back and forth, but I don't really know what to take away from it. 
because neither team really solidified itself as superior. And 45 to 38, you know, that's a game that can go either way. So, yeah, well, whether we took like LSU, obviously, yeah, I mean, it's just a just a game where it's you know, a high scoring game where one team gets ahead, you know, if you play it mm-hmm. another 15 minutes, who, you know, you don't know what's going to happen exactly. But, uh, I mean, LSU, the, the Joey Burrow, the quarterback, looks good. Um, yeah, yeah, he looks like really they, good. Yeah, but they, so they might have a have a decent team going there. Um, phone interested to see how their defense way. does because I don't remember the last time an LSU team gave up 38 points. Like, yeah, they're yeah. always predicated on defense, but um, they finally have a quarterback through for 471 yards. So <laughs> at yeah. Texas, which is no small feat on a Saturday night, um, I still just don't think it's going to be enough to get past Alabama, but (laughs) you know, that's kind of their Achilles heel is they have to play Alabama every year, but at least it'll be more interesting and it won't be such a defensive struggle. Like it'll be fun to watch Burrow go against Tua. So looking forward to that in like probably two months. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. Um, Yeah. Just a bit. I, there's not much more on the Clemson one, but uh, yeah, nah. I'll, I'll leave that one. There was a. It was just the fact that Kellen Mond, like the A and M quarterback, had a really good game against them Clemson mm-hmm. last year, and and was really held this year in comparison. Uh, it was like four hundred plus yards and three touchdowns last time around. And yeah, Death Valley's no joke for a young quarterback, you yeah. know, to play, <laughs> to play in. So I think it was super hot there too. It yeah, it was like night, night, ninety plus, yeah. I think. So yeah. And, I mean, and they that, and that Texas, might have an, so they're that, used to it. Yeah, and that yeah. might have an effect on just how the you know Lawrence and everyone went as well. Just, just fucking, just wanted to get out of there. You know, they already. They had, yeah. I always said they had the game in hand, so who knows? But, um, um Oregon, Oregon won the cupcake game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah, I thought that might be the way it went. Um, no one person put up huge stats for Oregon. I mean, Herbert threw for three ten, which is. A, average game for him i think yeah i think it was five so, touchdowns, five touchdowns or something like that as well yeah so um, was, i mean that's the performance i thought that it was get. very easy for yeah. them. Um, yeah so yeah. i haven't looked at the rankings this week but i'm sure they climbed up a little bit yeah up to 15 um, i don't know if you want to hit on that game too much it, it was pretty free i mean it was over in the first quarter i think it was like well, actually, no, 38 they're, they're only up 7-3 after the first it was in the second okay they scored 28 points in the second quarter and Okay, that's 20, what I was thinking. Yeah, they started a bit slow, but I think that I was, don't have Pac-12 Network out here, so I just had to follow it. I, on my I, ironically, I have Pac-12 Network for free in Australia because one of the free to wear nice free to wear free to wear channels has picked it up, and because they just they just just looking for content, and that's easy for it. So yeah, I was able to just watch it on my laptop a little bit. Um, no, it was uh, there's not much to say apart from you know Herbert had a great game, but it was against a shit team. So um, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, friends like yeah. enemy of the pod brad again um he he tweeted at us last week after our pod and said oh you're not giving nevada enough respect and you know i sometimes you could, you do have to reserve cupcake for uh the term for the real easy games so i honestly didn't think oregon were gonna have any problem with nevada and thought they'd probably win by 30 30 plus i know mm. the spread was 24 and I, I, I was gonna put money on it and nev- never ended up getting around to it but i was pretty confident they were gonna cover it pretty easily so to me, that's seventy-one points. Will yeah, that covered it pretty. Yeah, yeah, they covered pretty it pretty well. They covered it uh, almost three times around. So, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it, it's a good sign because I, I think I was saying to you last week that you know the Oregon teams of old 
um, in the Chip Kelly era, when they had these games, they really did pile it on because and for a few years uh, with Helfrich and then um, Taggart, we had these games against, uh, you know, Cupcakes, and they never the, – the score lines were – 77 points is the equal highest score at, at Otson, I think, mm-hmm. ever. So, you know, they legitimately piled it on to a record uh, – uh, you know, an all-time kind of level and don't, and only held Nevada to two field goals. So – Yeah. Um, Defense held up even even at the end. Uh, you know, Tyler Shaw, the uh, show Shaw, I don't know how to pronounce. I'm every week I'll <laughs> mispronounce someone's name, and the backup quarterback for Oregon's this week's candidate. Um, he, he came <laughs> in. He came in and, went and completed eight of nine passes and scored two touchdowns as well. So even when they brought yeah. the backups in, it was still the same story. So um, that reminds me of the old, like when we were in school out at Oregon, <clears throat> like the backups would come in and just tear up, tear apart. Yeah. The, defenses and mop-up time so maybe Oregon's trending in the right direction obviously getting a win against Auburn who kind of struggled against Tulane this week but um getting a win against Auburn would have been huge and they would have been 2-0 after going 77-6 against Nevada they'd probably be top eight maybe so yeah yeah um, um, but you know good signs for the Pac-12 um one more other point. than Cal beating Washington, oh, sorry, <laughs> I meant, I meant, I, sorry, I meant our our, our chances of Pac-12. I'm even happier. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. is that does help Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Washington losing to Cal, which that game was kind of weird, and we don't really need to touch on it because it's going to be forgettable by the end of the season. But yeah, apart um, from just saying it's fun to see Washington lose, so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And Oregon State lost a big lost a big lead as well. So um, yeah, that was. Uh, so I didn't even see that. What, so, what what the fuck is up with their turnover chainsaw or whatever the fucking? I I kind of like it. I don't. <laughs> it's like be, I don't. beavers chew wood, you know, like so it's like so kind of timbersy. Yeah, but the beavers, you're literally taking the. It's it's kind of like we're talking about um economics and machines take, <laughs> machines taking away the people's jobs. Well, you're gonna get a beaver. You're not gonna get a beaver, are you? Like, I mean, like well, you could even you just can't get a beaver. Just, just it's like chopping wood like beavers do. They build dams. Like you build a dam with a chainsaw. I, I don't know. That's don't, misguided hate. I think <laughs> I think the turnover thing is played out. Like I think it was cool for Miami, but like now everybody's yeah, that's, doing that's it. partly what it is. To me, it's just it's just it just seems stupid. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't like yeah. it. And and it was a bit of it was a bit of Schadenfreude just seeing him lose after. I don't, I don't, I don't hate the Beavers. It's kind of like a, it's just a. Neither do I. It's a fun, it's a fun ride. Like the team I actually legitimately hate is the Huskies, and the Beavers are just a. Yeah. Got plenty. I got you know friends that are Beavers and whatever. So it's, it just, it just seemed to be a weird one to. I, I feel like they've, I feel like they've grabbed it from Timbers, which is fine. I don't mind it. It's just, I, I just don't. It just seems a, it just was a weird look to me, and I didn't like it. I just thought, there's something different you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I and and yeah, like you said, the tur- uh, it might be because I never like I didn't like the turnover chain in Miami either. It's just yeah, it just seems to be. I weird. think the turnover chain in Miami was cool, but now it's just so played out. Like yeah, and and it's and it's something and it's something that can come back to bite you when you do lose a lead, when you're yeah. flashing around a chainsaw when you're up fourteen points, and then Hawaii comes back and holds you to a yeah. Duck, a big. I'm goose. trying to think of some team I saw with with one. It's like SMU. I think had one. It's like you guys go like five and seven to seven and five every like yeah. no one like when Miami got the turnover chain like they ended up going to a BCS bowl that year like yeah. it was or BCS bowl New Year's six bowl now I guess um you know they killed Notre Dame 
like they went from having 19 turnovers to 31 turnovers that season when they adopted the turnover chain. So like it does give incentive, but like now it's just, I mean, it was cool when it was original and now it's just lame. Like so many things before it's time, you know, so many yeah. things are like that. So yeah, I'm sure are going to come out with something that can make me completely eat my words. Duck call. I don't know. I <laughs> 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 know. I'm just picturing a fucking uh, Josh. Joshua Jackson in um, Mighty Ducks running around with his with his fucking whistle getting collecting the yeah. together or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it was a you know what was fun to me um, watching the Ducks game this weekend uh, just an alarm thing. Did you see the video of Troy Dye just getting absolutely after it with the uh, shout at three quarter time? No. Yes. I've seen none of the Oregon game because I just did it like too I'll, far removed. I'll send you the video after and I'll put it in the show notes because okay. um, I'm actually trying to make an effort now to put links in show notes and stuff. Um, yeah, Troy Dye just because yeah, yeah, obviously you know the shout that goes on at three quarter time. Yeah, the, yeah, the players, the fans jump around, but he he was down like when it's a little bit softer now, a little bit softer now. He's like getting yeah. out of the ground, and then it's a little bit now. Now he starts raising up from the. I'm doing yeah. I'm, I'm doing it on camera right now, but it's obviously yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then he's just like when it gets into the you know the real jumpy bit, shout shout shout. He's like waving his towel around and getting yeah. the crowd going. The whole crowd got going. It was a really cool moment because it's his last home opener and. Um, yeah, he's been a great. He's been a, obviously uh, still is a great duck. Um, hopefully, he'll have another one last great year um, for his college career. But it was just cool to see because um, apparently he loves it and loves to shout. He, he says he just loves yeah. the three quarter time thing and just wanted to get a, have a moment with the crowd, especially because they were up by fucking fifty points yeah. at that point. So you know, it was just a fun way to you know enjoy your last home opener. Obviously, a few more home games to go, but. Yeah, it was just cool. One of those cool moments in in football. We talk a lot about the bad things that happen in football. Yeah. Uh, in college football and NFL, and it was just one of those things that makes you really just see players having that legitimate enjoyment for the game um, and the school as well. So. Yeah, cool and that's been kind of removed from Otson the past few seasons is joy. So. Yeah. Hopefully, that's a sign of things to come for the Ducks. So yeah. We'll see. Um, well, just to wrap, uh, we were going to, we, I think just legitimately just, I think about 20 minutes before pod, you texted me about something else to add on to the end of this one. Uh, yeah. USA have lost their first match in, uh, sorry, basketball, sorry, I should preface this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's their first game they've lost, uh, in 58 games dating back yeah. to when they lost in 2006. Uh, in the and they're eliminated from medal contention at yep. the FIBA World Championships. So yeah, by France. Yeah. Yeah. So Australia has lasted longer in this tournament than the USA, technically. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, we've we've uh, we beat France the other day in a close game. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we've still got a few games to go before medals medals are decided. But um, yeah, and we'll just touch on this for a second because obviously it's uh, one of our longer pods. um it's just um i mean it was this could have been predicted probably but you still don't imagine the u.s losing in basketball ever just because we have such a leg up on everybody you would think but with the lineup they threw out there and so many people going past it's i wonder if it'll inspire future um younger players to actually play in it like to reclaim the glory for the United States or if this is just going to be a sign of things to come for how we treat these kind of things. Cause the, cause the NBA is so me, me, me now. Um, Kevin Durant kind of hit on it with his comments as well, but 
Yeah, we'll talk about that in a sec too. But um, yeah, but it, it'll it, be it, interesting to see the future of USA basketball after this, where it goes from here. If pride gets restored, or if this is just what it's going to be like now. It is funny because you know every other team that goes into these competitions, although Australia, you know Ben Simmons isn't playing for Australia, which is mm-hmm. um, Matthew Delavadova is having ha- has had a couple of games that have been reminiscent of and Patty Mills. Yeah, yeah. I mean Patty Mills is like good. nobody played for Canada either. Um, yeah. like Andrew, there's a bunch of great Canadian players, but they yeah, didn't but play. Yeah, look so. at France's starting lineup was a uh, Gobert, Evan Fournier, Nicholas, Nick Batum, Frank Nicotine, Frankie Nicotine, because that's what I call him. Frankie Smokes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not even going to attempt that last name. Um, so four NBA like players that get ready. Yeah, and, and US US lineup was Donovan Mitchell, Harrison Barnes, Kemba Walker, Joe Harris, and Miles Turner. So they are sending out like a like the um, young the, the rookie team at the All Star game kind of thing. You know. The, yeah. Yeah. It's that team should still win though. It should, um, and that's the thing is like the U.S. is putting together their best team possible without, obviously, LeBrons and Davises and Durants and Everybody. all that. Everybody. Yeah, yep. the, fact, the fact is, if the U.S. put the best team that the U.S. can put together at all these competitions, it wouldn't even be close. So, at least, you know, it, it's weird that all these players take it off because they don't have that pride in it. Um, but Yeah, I, I mean, I think it being in China was a big factor in people yeah. not – Going over there, I mean, six weeks in China, like during your off season, doesn't sound like. I mean, everybody's trying to be a brand now, and so if you're playing in China, like people have to wake up early on the West Coast to watch those games, or even on the East Coast, you know, yeah, or stay up late, one of the two. But yeah, you uh, know, China's been China is a big market for NBA, so it is interesting that they don't see. Yeah, but do like players want that market? But they want to be cool in the United States. They yeah. want to, you know, they want to be a brand in the United and, States and, and, so. being, and being fit for the NBA season is the number one number one thing still especially if it, particularly you know all the guys that are there are younger players um, Harrison Barnes been in the league for a few years now but yeah. same as Campbell well Walker. Donovan Mitchell showed his youth as well because they were in that game until he went scoreless in the fourth quarter and he was kind of like him and Kemba were the guys you know that have the chance to be all-stars I mean Kemba's already been an all-star but both those both yeah. those guys should be future all-stars as well so those were the guys that um, they were turning to to kind of lead them and to go scoreless in the fourth. I think Kemba only had 10 points as well. So, um, yeah, just a forgettable summer for the United yeah. States basketball program. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been it's been fun this because they came over and played a couple of games in Australia, which um, this complete shitty stadium seating aside <laughs> that Russell Crowe was yeah. angrily tweeting about. It was a it was a fun there was a you know Donovan Mitchell was at AFL games getting interviewed by on the sidelines which was just super weird for me to just be at work and look up and see Donovan Mitchell at the AFL game but yeah um, yeah they were kicking the footy around and Brook Lopez was getting into the crowd stuff because everyone was cheering for him and he was um you know just because the Lopez's are, are who they are he was giving, yeah. g- giving it right back having a good time so they're like know. almost honorary Australians they yeah like they've have got, they've kind Australian of got, personalities yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those those guys could tackle a crocodile, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one that you brought up before was um, a, a little bit more uh, uh, back on the pure NBA talk is um, Kevin Durant saying, sometimes I hate the NBA. Yeah. Which, yeah, looking into the... Comments, and calling it a circus. Yeah. Which, which you know, I, I, can, I, I certainly see where he's coming from. It is just an odd one from a, from a bloke that's got his own mm-hmm. me- media company as well, so... 
Yeah, he's, a, he's the cat. He's been the catalyst for it. Yeah, for it being circus going to. I mean, LeBron set the tone going to Miami so many years ago, but Durant could have stayed in Oklahoma City. He could have not done seven podcasts with Bill Simmons where he talks about literally everything. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a little hypocritical, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't like he's criticizing a system that he helped create. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's a circus is because it's so popular. It's yeah. it's at its peak of popularity like in the United States, I think. I think this is the most the NBA has ever been recognized as a fun league and an ex, um, accessible league. Players are extremely accessible. Players are extremely likable. You know, it's come a long ways from like, you know, the bad boys Pistons of the nineties and even um, the Bulls teams, like those were super likable, but they kind of did what the Patriots did to the NFL, which is, you know, make it a little bit boring because a team is so dominant. Yeah, I guess you could say the Warriors were like that for the last couple of years, but um, but they like they lost finals. Like the Bulls oh, never yeah, no, lost. Oh yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, the Warriors, particularly the um, the Cleveland one, and the, but then the two years that Durant was fit, just it wasn't even close. And and there's yeah, all, all, all respect to them. Like Durant was just Durant's performance in those two finals that he won the MV, Finals MVP. They're some of my favorite. Even though I was actually rooting for the Cavs, obviously because I'm a, a like LeBron, um, I couldn't help but appreciate what i was seeing from durant so mm-hmm. yeah it, it is interesting that he just i i do understand that um he, but he says i hate the they i hate that the players what's his quote I, some days i hate that the players like the nba business the fame that comes with the business alter their minds about the game he's led all to his mind I, I, I yeah him. he's I like been the durant. biggest portray like yeah. yeah purveyor of that so i don't I do. You know, maybe he's insecure about his legacy, so he's like lashing out against it. People I actually think it. I, I think it is that. I think he's actually a little bit more. Um, he's very much. I think uh, there's other things in the article about how his time at OKC and how he doesn't. Everyone in OKC just hasn't talked to him since he left. Um, which, I, th- I don't know why he was expecting him to be any. I guess. Yeah. He can, I guess he can because he was a free agent. It was up to him. It was his decision and. Um, you know, some teams do are nicer about it, but you know, I guess I guess I can understand that he. I think he's he had a lot of friends in OKC and he enjoyed his time there, and he and he thought he was. I think he actually just hoped that he, they'd understand him leaving, which, to be honest, I can't understand him leaving because he was never going to win a title there. I don't think that Westbrook and Durant thing was never going to work, and he, he. I think in hindsight we can see that it was the right decision. Um, it was always it was always going that way ever after after they traded yeah. after they traded James Harden. But anyway, yeah, the, leaving OKC I think has it seems to have hurt the the reaction to it has hurt him a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. he seems to be a little bit a little bit more cagey about everything ever since, especially over the last couple of years. And so he was talking about people spray painting his house and on all the things and and yeah. he had a restaurant down there and he had he had all these friends in the you know in the organization that just. Apparently, it seems like no one talks to him down there anymore, and he just—I think he's hurt by that. And yeah, well, it's—I mean, it—he's the one that always says it's a business, and in business, yeah. business, it's easy to make enemies. You yes. know? I'm yeah. not a businessman; I never will be. But from what I understand, that's what it seems like. So it's <laughs> like, 
you can't have it both ways, Kevin Durant, I guess. And I've been his biggest defender because a lot of people, you know, I hate the snake thing. People calling him a snake when people didn't call LeBron a snake, blah, 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 blah. Like, fans are fickle too. So, every, you know, it's just kind of humanity in a nutshell. It's just like, can't get on the same page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And, you know, I, I do. It is, just, it is just funny, particularly how Durant, like how he announced his deal to Brooklyn. Um, mm. It's kind of bringing the pod full circle is interesting because that was announced a minute after free agency, which don't know how they had all those details done straight away, kind of like the Antonio Brown one as well. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's but that was announced by his. That was announced on the boardroom Instagram or whatever, wasn't it? That's how they did it. I think like so. Through his, yeah, because it's a media event, and like that's creating a circus. Like, yes, and it's yeah. the same he, thing that LeBron LeBron created the circus with the the decision yeah. in 2012 or whatever it was, whenever it was, I think it was before that 2010, mm-hmm. but yeah. So yeah, LeBron created it. People keep um, using it to their advantage or disadvantage. It just, it just kind of shows the hypocritical nature of fans too, because it's like, you can support a guy. All the players are doing the exact same thing, but you support a guy when that you like here, but if somebody you don't like does it, then you don't like it. So it's yeah. just, it is a circus, but it's a circus that the players created, and I think it's a circus that benefits them ultimately, yeah. as far as revenue and um, coverage. So, and I, I do wonder if it, uh, if Durant's comments in this interview at the t- at the moment is because he's looking at a year out of basketball, and he's probably just fucking not yeah. his headspace might not be that great. Like, it, not, yeah, it just might be just that he's 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 in the middle of rehab and all that kind of stuff already, and. And it's hard work, and body's sore, and he's seeing not not going to see the court for another, he's not going to be part of the Brooklyn Nets this year in any real capacity, um, as far as on the floor goes, anyway. So it could be just where his he- head's at at the moment, and he, might, yeah, I can I can understand where he's coming from, but it's like he's not he's not completely he's complicit in the circus, so uh, one of the one of the big ones in the circus at the moment, and certainly leaned into the circus for his uh, an- announcement going to the Nets this year. He made the whole way it was done was was made to make people talk about the NBA and the business of it and all that stuff. So, yeah, interesting one to come out and say. But, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I like Durant. And I think he's, he's an interesting guy. And he certainly has – he's certainly the kind of guy who – I hope when he finishes his NBA career, he opens up a little bit and talks uh, candidly, about yeah. it, uh, candidly about it because I think he'll have a lot to say about how it's kind of evolved in his time in the league. Well, and he's kind of already talked about it on Simmons' pod, but yeah, yeah. he's a little defensive on that as well. So maybe he'll open up a little bit. But I think, after I the think fact. because he always has his agent sitting right there. So. Yeah, and that yeah. I can't stand that. Like, I, ugh. his agent was eating on the mic like oh during one of them. It's just like, come on, like it's so arrogant and like distasteful to do. That. It's just that made me not like that whole their whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like their whole rapport, I couldn't stand. Like, like we don't care that we're on a podcast. We're gonna eat. We know it's annoying for the listeners, but we're we're doesn't matter to us. You know, we're be- we're bigger than the listeners. It's just like yeah. man, over the but, last like, over the last hour and a half or whatever, you've probably seen me lean away from the mic a bunch of times because I'm taking yeah. sips of water or my iced yeah. coffee. And though I know it's probably the sound will be picked up here and there. And last week's pod, I listened back and I could hear the taps of my beer can when I was trying to open it, but I don't. Oh, try that's. To- I don't try to do it's it over. So much different though yeah, than yeah. like knowingly eating on a podcast and knowing that it's fucking up the audio. 
Especially when you're chewing right into a mic, yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah. It is, it, yeah. When, when, yeah, I'd love to hear Durant talk without those limitations of an agent sitting right there going, no, you shouldn't talk about this and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's gonna. He's an interesting, interesting dude, and I think he's one of those guys that early in his career, everyone was like, "Nice guy, Kevin," and all that. And I think it's come out. I think he's. I think he's still a great bloke, but everyone's kind of come around to the fact that he's actually a real unique guy. And some people don't like it, which is just their own probably insecurities about people. But you know, I think it is an interesting move to come out with this Wall Street, and because it's in the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> you come out with yeah. interview and whatever, but. That's him ironically leaning into it and leaning into the business side of it as well. But he's been getting people talking about it. So that's, you know, the NBA is a great league at the moment, but there is still issues with how the business aspects of it happen. So, yeah. It'll be interesting you to see. said it best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the NBA in early September, and I'm sure Adam Silver is not mad about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm looking forward to We will do. Um, some NBA potting uh, more as yeah. the season gets closer. I'm planning on doing a bit of a couple of pods re- uh, previewing both conferences and whatever else. So that should be some fun. Um, one thing I do want to start doing on the pod, like as I wrap it up, we're like, I actually got to start plugging stuff that we do or are starting to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, yep. we, I'll let you plug. You, you can talk about your blog for a second. Uh, yeah, um, it'll be more important for our... Uh, I'll probably mention it earlier in our soccer pod yeah that's coming up i think we just uh, plug it on every pod (laughs) just three points clear i'll put up all of our soccer um our soccer podcasts on it and then i'll also be doing a podcast with david hopefully and i might do some um solo stuff since our schedules are so different (laughs) but um just like weekly rat like 15 minute episodes and just for content so um you can catch us on there as well so three points clear.com it's a little bare bones but we're working on it. <laughs> a, a wee bit bare bones. <laughs> Enemy of the pod. <laughs> Love you, Brad. Um, uh, yeah, and now I'll just plug that we do have we do have a website. Obviously, I've had it actually up mm. for a long time, but I just haven't. I'm starting to work on some written content to put up there, but just it's sportsgasmic.com. Yeah, sportsgasmic is all one word, so it's pretty easy to pretty easy to plug into the browser. You can Google it or whatever, but. So we have that. Um, all the pods I post stuff on there as well. There's a, a link, but obviously if you're listening to this already, you've found it. Uh, but yeah. Um, whatever works best for you. Yeah. You know, whatever yeah, whatever it's medium. It's on it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and the host transistor as well. And then and then obviously we I put the embedded plugins on on the sportsgasmic.com website so you can just listen to it on there while you're looking at all the other stuff that isn't there yet. But there will be some stuff <laughs> there soon, so yeah yeah i might try to blog about some uh sports uh and throw it up there as well uh, gonna stick to soccer on my site but obviously i have takes on the nba and everything else so yeah yeah all good so three points clear.com and sportsgasmic.com they should be sister in. sites yep they should be in all of your favorites anyway yeah. we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap this one up and uh do we're gonna record another one in a sec that'll be that looking forward to it's gonna be and do some kit reviews on the Premier League kits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of fun looking at them, and I think my list has changed a bunch because I've had ones that went from 
liking them to hating them over the hour I was looking at them. So it was it was a really weird experience to just yeah. try and rank them. But going to be some fun. Too. I definitely have a, I definitely have a theme for my uh, top five. I don't Bottom know. three is kind of all over the place. So <laughs> I think both of mine are all over the place. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Until next time, we'll stay sportsgasmic. I'm out of the beverages. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.